0: Warning, the Dub Talk podcast may contain language and humor that is not suitable for younger audiences. Listener discretion is advised.
1: Also, there is always a possibility that spoilers may be present for any and all series that are being discussed. So be prepared if an anime you haven't finished is yet to be brought up. And lastly, we here at Dub
2: Talk have high standards when it comes to the usefulness of one's quirk. So if you have one of those totally useless powers, like pulling your eyeballs out of your sockets or inflating your jaw, doors that way. Seriously, what was the point of those guys in the back of the classroom? Just to show that this
3: world has its stilt-mans and its infectious lasses? Tsk, tsk. And for everybody else, sit back, relax, and let the superhero show begin! Delaware Delaware Smash! Smash! Greetings, heroes and villains alike. Welcome to the action-packed, gravity-defying extravaganza that's captured the hearts and ears of viewers the entire world over. Yes, when all, welcome to Dub Talk, the one and only podcast where we talk about a recent dub that has recently come out, or we talk about a dub that has been released on DVD, and we discuss the merits of it, whether or not English voice acting is the greatest thing ever, or if it should go the way of the dinosaurs. And you are a Very lucky bunch tonight, because we are discussing probably the biggest one of 2016, actually. Yes, we are buckling down, and we are insane individuals to tackle the greatest thing that has ever come to the superhero genre, and that, of course, is My Hero Academia!
0: You know, for a split second, I actually thought you were gonna say One Punch Man.
1: What? I thought this was talking about super lovers. God damn it, I'm out. (laughs) super
0: lovers. do not
3: ever bring that up again
0: <laughs> okay.
3: the one punch man dub isn't that's not even going to come out for a, for a while is it
0: who knows all i know is holy shit that was a good o- intro
3: a <laughs> i have been minute.
1: watching
0: a lot
3: of superhero stuff good for this you this isn't a
1: podcast about Boonigo ghost stray dogs god damn it what am i doing here Good night,
3: Megan. boys. Okay, look. Good night. See, this, guys, I told you to leave Megan at home. Why, why did you bring her? Well, okay, anyways. Anyways, everyone, thank you for joining us tonight. Yes, so in case you've been living under a rock on the moon, in another galaxy for the past couple of months. My Hero Academia is the big hyped up shounen anime that Funimation has been pushing like it's going out of style. There's been commercials, announcements, live streams at 3 in the morning. Like, every kind of promotion you could have on this one. We watched a so- grown
1: man eat 20-something Oreos. I stayed up for that and I want a poster and a copy of Ava 3.33. I don't know whether oh, you so should be sorry. happy or sad for you.
0: I want it, a poster. Uh, it's sad. Why not both? The poster's poster. good. It's a nice poster.
1: Well, you can watch gay po- people play piano in flying robots. And I've Jerry, Jewel is- put his clothes on.
3: We, we, we do weird things around here. I, I guess I should probably introduce our viewers to who's actually in the, in the cast today. So, because this was a hotly argued and fought over dub cast, um, like uh, our regular dub talk... Members, uh, we we, uh, had battles to figure out who was going to be in this one. I Um, killed a man,
0: she did actually. I killed five.
1: I stabbed a girl in the yard.
0: I, I stabbed a girl in actually. Wait, no, that might have been you. Wait, what are we going- You
3: guys are not exemplifying the hero con- uh, Never mind. I, I Anyways, just asked politely. So these are the top four individuals who came to the top of the heap. The ones who are going to give this dub a proper analysis and try to avoid divergent tangents ah! and fanboy girlisms as much as possible.
1: We both know that's ah! a
2: lie.
3: That is a filthy, filthy I lie. Did... Do not lie to the audience. That is rude. <laughs>
1: that is on hero-like, you sack of shit. <laughs>
3: That is my secret power. My power is to deceive people. I thought I your quirk be was being a douchebag. It was a logical
0: ruse or a rational deception.
3: Anyways, so I will be hosting this one, taking over for Lilac, Hardy, or Megan actually this time. My name is Noah Clue, and I have been part of this little entourage since the origins and are basically been the wisecracker in the back who claims he doesn't watch anime because Western cartoons are better.
1: Noah is our fuck boy. <sighs>
3: And to my right is, of course, one of the trio people who... One of the original Three Stooges. Please welcome Megan.
1: I'm here because I need us to pass the Bechdel test. (laughs) (laughs) Also, B, I gave up my spot in One Punch Man and Hunter Hunter for this.
3: That's right. (laughs) Come on, Viz, get on that. Mm. And now, and then to my other right, we have... Another fanboy of the show, though though not the biggest fanboy in here. We'll get to him later. Uh, We have our very good friend, Amandul. Hello.
1: Amandul, unicorn wrangler. (laughs) (laughs) Amandul, can't use Google.
3: Chrome is better anyway. Amandul,
1: made Megan walk 15 blocks without a coat for booze. Found out bar was closed and made her walk back.
3: If you, had, if you did not go to Anime Boston 2016, you need to go to Anime Boston 2017. This year with less legendary. getting
1: lost to bars. Oh, no, no,
3: no. I, I, yeah. 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 Oh, well, we're thank getting you lost for again? Us, Hell yeah. Thank you very much. Thank and you finally, again for carrying out, my
1: beer back 15 blocks. To round out
3: the cast, all right, us three individuals are, you know, we're, we're, we're good fans of the show. We've seen it. We liked it. We're, we're going to keep watching it. However, to round out the cast, we have our group's, Biggest My Hero Academia fanboy, the guy who will not stop railing about this, who probably was reading it in Japanese when it was airing in Weekly Shonen Jump.
1: For Ladies reference. the
3: man who, the man with the plan,
0: Andrew. Classy man. I was, I'm pretty sure Hardy dumped me in this one because he knew if I wasn't in it, I was actually going to burn some bridges. No, if we didn't put you in there,
1: there would be no New York left. And,
0: and don't worry, I'm not that big a fanboy. I didn't like read the first chapter and I've been on that train ever since, no. I started it like probably like half a year, like eight months ago or something. But we'll still, you, you are this. gonna be the
3: guy who corrects us whenever we uh, like get character name wrongs or quirks wrong, but you're gonna be the guy. So
0: are you saying I need to sound like the comic book guy from Simpsons?
1: No, no, no. Yes, no, no. yes. Excuse I'm saying me, yes.
0: Noah, I'm sorry that you don't appreciate the simplicities and the true inquisitors of this character. That one character you insulted in episode one in the third row from the right. He is a very <laughs> crucial <laughs> element to the show that helps define the scene as a whole.
3: Andrew. He, he, he pulls eyeballs out of his sockets, Andrew. and that's a superpower. That's
1: not essential. Andrew. Can you do me a favor, really quick, in that voice? Can you say your waifu is trash? Well, I'm sorry, Megan, but your
0: waifu is trash.
1: <laughs> this is gonna be the I'm sorry
0: thing all over again. <laughs> oh, all right, Andrew. Shit. All right, what's Andrew.
3: Up? Since all right, since you're the uh, you are the the more versed than we are, why don't you tell the audience, in case they haven't seen it yet, what exactly My Hero Academia is?
0: So basically. You know, X-Men? Yeah, X-Men's a thing. Basically, imagine X-Men, except everybody wasn't like, let's be racist and allegories for black people in the 60s. No, let's make it so everybody is like a special person with powers and stuff, and let's all be cool with it. And let being all cool with it, let's turn it into a society where people just have powers. And people who have powers can sometimes be heroes. Sometimes they could be villains, or sometimes they could just be your schmuck at Dunkin' Donuts at 8 in the morning, heating up your coffee with his fire breath.
1: Remember, kids, Dunkin' Donuts knows everything.
0: (laughs) It knows everything. Basically... The show- you want me to explain the show, too, or just the premise?
1: Just- just explain our
3: main character, like, what what makes this a unique superhero show. Ooh, you're
0: giving me the floor to talk about him already? Great!
3: No, 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 (laughs) just- 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 give the Cliff Notes version, alright? We didn't study for the test. TLDR!
0: Okay, basically, most of the world has powers. Our main character does not have powers, and you follow his struggle and his journey to basically try and become a hero in a world that has sort of isolated him, and he finds that guidance through a strong, powerful, manly mentor in the form of his absolute favorite superhero.
3: And that is where our first episode picks up, and th- thank you very much. There are cookies for you in the lounge. Yay! So, we are going to be talking about... Uh, here We're in a unique situation here in Dub Talk. Usually in Dub Talk, we only go up to about the first three episodes and then we'll give our analysis of it because that's usually a good point to analyze the show. My Hero Academia is weird because it takes a couple of episodes for the main cast, like the large cast of superhero students to show up. So as of now, it's a big group of superhero students, and a lot of them don't even have speaking roles until about episode six. There's one character- Which is where we are right now.
0: There's one character that doesn't even have a Japanese seiyuu.
3: I don't know which one that is.
0: (laughs) It's the one you don't know.
3: Exactly. Oh, Oh, that one! Oh, I hate that guy.
0: Hey, he's a cool guy, I think.
3: Well, I still hate it. Anyways, so we are going to be talking about episodes 1 through 6, which we all have meticulously watched, taken notes on, and have written thesis papers for.
0: I so, mean, well, yes, you haven't. Let us
3: get started, shall we? And as we always do, we are going to start and figure out, if we could figure out, who we thought was going to direct this bad boy. Did anyone have predictions for who was good enough to direct Funimation's baby this season? I my Say it violent. with me,
1: everybody! Ah, oh, damn it. Start... Okay. Starts with like, an yeah. a- M, ends with an Ike an- McFarland. Yeah. 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 I, I- uh, Yeah, okay.
3: L- Let's take a poll here. Who in this group thought that Mike McF- McFarland was going to direct? Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right, that's four for Oh, I had one other one. You? Oh, who?
1: Chris Bevins.
3: Oh, not bad Why choice. Why Chris?
1: Because Chris Bevins is probably, like, I guess if you've watched any of our other episodes, we kind of have the holy trinity of directors, and mm-hmm. this was kind of a joke when we, uh, we're talking about the directors for uh, the Project Ito films. To which, hell yes, Genocidal Organ's actually going to come out next year. That um, movie
0: exists. Hits. I thought it wouldn't exist.
1: <laughs> so the j- the joke was that the Holy Trinity was going to do um, the Project Ito films. And that would mean Caitlin Glass would get Genocidal Organ. Because Mike McFarlane did Empire of Corpses, which by the way is hella gay. Um, thank you Studio Wit. Um, but Harmony <laughs> is done by Chris Bevins. So, I figured if Mike was doing another show this season, which I don't think he is, or if he he might be doing something for Home Video that didn't get a dub last year and is coming out, I figured Bevins would do it because they let Bevins do really big projects. Um, but then again, I was wrong last season because I thought Bevins was going to do Grimgar because I thought Grimgar was up his alley and Bevins likes to do shows that appeal to people outside of anime fans and this felt like a show that would be appealing to outside of anime fans. Except Heavy Object. (laughs) Except for Heavy heavy Object and uh, Danganronpa. To which, by the way, Andrew, is it me, or does Hagakure from Danganronpa just look like a brown-haired version of Sideshow Bob?
3: You know? So I'm gonna gonna reel it back in here. I'm throwing a fishing pole out there and reeling this back in. You can't catch me,
1: bitch, I am the white whale! (laughs) I'm your moldy dick, motherfucker!
3: (laughs) Oh, God, I hate that book so much. Oh, as Mommy, much as dick, be- and depression! I hate also being wrong about predictions. And guess what? Every single one of us were wrong about the director. Welcome yeah, to yeah, Dub
1: yeah. Talk. You're wrong.
3: Or you're wrong. You're, it's true. Just a picture of Dr. Cox needs to pop up. Mike McFarland was the go-to person to dub this very heavily publicized, very popular show. But Funimation decided not to give him the job. Instead, they decided that they would give it to Colleen Klinkenbeard.
0: Not a bad choice. Not Ooh. a bad choice. Mm-mm.
3: Now, Colleen Klinkenbeard is really big for having a low, sultry voice in her dubbing work, but also, she's got a really long history of being a line producer and an ADR director for a lot of Funimation productions. Some of them are good, some of them are bad, some, some of, of them, them are Some of them make okay. me question
1: my sanity and want to drink. Yona,
3: <laughs> but we don't talk about that. Yona. One. I, worked, well, to give him good ones, she's done the ADR directing for Panty and Stocking with Garter Belt. She did oh, ADR right. directing for Steins Gate. She uh, and again uh, they like, yeah, got a lot in here. And of course, she did Yona of the Dead. If you want a not so good one.
1: Donna, Don, not dead. Yona not of Yona of the, the Dead. dead. That'd of be a completely different the... show. <laughs> That'd be a very different
3: show. My God. Oh my, my words are getting mixed up here. So so anyway, she's got a lot of experience directing before. She's she directs she directs brothers conflict. Cough cough. So let's focus on just the directing in this one. Any problems with directing that you guys have heard so far? Not not with you know not the writing, just the acting based on direction.
0: Acting, I feel, is actually pretty. Pretty solid all around. Yeah. Even some of the more low-hanging fruit options, I think I've offered some more interesting like performances than some of their other work.
3: Well, we'll get to those low-hanging fruits. Um, And I agree, it's solid stuff. It may be a little too conventional for my liking. But then again, the script and the story, all of it is very conventional stuff. There's not going to be anything new and groundbreaking as far as storytelling goes here.
1: But I think they do a really good job with conveying it and making it very faithful, I would say, to the, um, the Japanese. But there there's still a sense of style to it and very much- um, I'm very happy that they didn't kind of take the free approach and try to Americanize it too much. Uh no one's calling each other bro and stuff all the time.
3: Yeah, there are a couple of uh, of drop references here and there. Like I think at one point uh, Deku gets referred to as a rent-a-cop, but <laughs> those are what the hell is Those a are, rent- are far in a Wait, between.
1: Oh, come on. We all know what the most egregious reference of all time in that was and Arcata <laughs> pointed it out. Oh, oh the
3: in, the episode 1 when in episode All one, Might All Might gives him the autograph and what does Deku say?
1: This will be passed down in my family for generations. Oh, I didn't even catch Remember, like, that.
3: <laughs> yeah, I noticed that at
1: all. <laughs> that's funny.
0: That's actually so, funny. Go look it up well again. Played,
3: also, show,
2: speaking, well speaking
0: played, show. Well played. Cleverly, speaking of cleverly written references, let's talk about the brighter persons.
3: Let that's that's a good segue. Thank you. So script writing on this one. Uh, did anyone have any predictions about who... anybody have but gone? Tatum? I did.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Anybody. did
3: you actually write anyone but? Tatum? No, I
1: didn't pick a writer. I mean, well, See, yes, I... but
0: we don't. Adam. Did did
3: I didn't have one either? Honestly, I was more concerned about the act actors. I wasn't so concerned about the writing in this one.
0: I feel like Roots is gonna have to make me a chart of writers at Funimation one of these days. So I could just Roots is
3: them. the ultimate chart master. Roots is the okay, chart so master. Okay, so none of us had anyone for writing then? You know, that's fine. That's okay. And you know why that's okay? Because none of us probably would have gotten this right anyways. Because the writer for this show is a gentleman by the name of Jeremy Kratz. Hmm. Not Jeremy and-
1: Kratz. Jeremy Kratz.
3: Jer- yes. Jeremy and Kratz. Do you, want- do you want to know how many series he has written for? How many? One. You can count them on your hand. He has written for five, including this one. Yet yeah, he is a really new addition. He has script writing credits for *Yona of the Dead, of the End, both Seasons. <laughs> Why did I keep saying... STOP SAYING,
2: say that! I'M GONNA KEEP CORRECTING YOU! He apparently really like, wishes no, Yoda like, the
3: Dom was about zombies. I, I keep thinking it is- I haven't seen it, and I know it's not about zombies, but I keep thinking it's about zombies for some reason. And he also wrote for Sky Wizards Academy.
1: Oh good god, this poor bastard.
3: Yes, so so this is his first time to luckily get a chance to work with something that's really, really... good. Excuse I me, Sarah be-
1: for the End was a good show, no, and so was
3: no. Yoda. I will argue with you on this seraph being good thing until the day I die. Okay,
1: motherfucker, we're gonna have some fighting words. We're gonna step out back. Amon, no, Amon, Andrew, watch the chat. Okay. Watch the recording while we're gone. Okay. I'm about to bend Clue Boy over a table. Amon, I'm, I'm tran-
3: tranquilizers. Do you the tranquilizers we brought?
0: So, you know what? I don't know. No, you no she's
3: in be... Florida. The gun doesn't go that far. <laughs> the gun doesn't okay. go that far.
0: Okay.
1: Mom, he insulted so, so. me.
0: Before we continue this, Noah. I have to say. When you mentioned bent him over the table, the only thing that came to my mind was... No, my mom said she's going to kick your ass
1: from here to Canada.
0: <laughs> code kiosk T- was the coon. thing that came to my mind when you brought up tables.
3: So, as far as the writing goes on this one, how, how are we feeling about the way that it's written? As Because we've seen the Japanese sub, so how does it translate into
0: English? Pretty good. I got a few minor nitpicks.
3: Go knit those picks.
0: I will knit those picks. Um... I feel like some of the like some of the, the ones that they change certain lines were funny and they work, but it's like I guess it's it's hard to change the oh my goodness thing into English or it's like holy freaking super crap. It's like okay, it works, but oh. it's a, it's a it's a weird choice to me.
3: The writing for those aren't quite working for you.
0: I feel like they work in context and there's a couple of things that do work. Also in general, it's kind of tough to try and translate Deku's meaning to never give up, which...
3: Yeah, that... Yeah, <laughs> which for uh, those of you who don't speak Japanese, which should be all of you listening, yeah, the Deku is given to our lead character as a, a condescending term, as a loser first in the beginning of the show. And then, through the magic of Japanese language which I still don't understand entirely it gets changed around to mean n- never give up right basically j- j- Japanese is a
2: language that is great for double meanings and puns and that makes it a nightmare to turn to any other language on the face of the earth because they usually won't hold yeah.
1: this yeah, is why so. this is why there uh, no dub exists for a show called Bakemonogatari, a show entirely <laughs> made up of puns incest, lolly and breaking your neck
3: <laughs> you know I, th- I think we've established here because this was a really pop heavily marketed show they didn't take too many attempts to americanize it or try to make it experimental with you know turning
1: they it into didn't English. pull a free no, Thank no they d- god yeah. i mean it they already... did not put
3: j michael tatum on the writing
0: see it's a good thing the mer- the anime already looks pretty americanized so they didn't have to do much in terms of script writing
3: exactly yeah the, the style for this is like you could probably tell it's from japan but you could also the still shots you could say huh, that's from a very stylized American comic book. Thank you everyone Alright, I think we're done for the day. I think we can go on. Uh, we don't have uh, very much left to cover. We only have Every single cast member who's, who's spoken in the show so far. Oh, you yeah. thought
1: the Garo episode was long, honey Oh, my sweet summer children y'all fucked
3: mm-hmm. <laughs> Grab a butt pillow people. We're gonna be here a while Okay, oh, so God. What we're going to do, to break this down, because there are a lot of cast members, we have narrowed it down to characters who have sp- had, had multiple lines of dialogue so far, up to episode 6. So if you're watching this in the future and wondering why we don't talk about Fire and Ice Guy, or the villains, like th- that's the reason why. Okay, let's get started then with the people who have actually been in the show here. Okay, to start off with, we're going to start with, in the first couple of episodes, we see pre-established heroes who already have names and identities. They've only shown up in the first 2 episodes so far. So, why don't we knock those guys out to start with? Sure thing. Start with. Let's start with, Let's start with Backdraft, the firefighter guy.
1: I didn't make predictions for any of these people cuz honestly, they didn't show up after episode like 2 except for maybe once in episode 9.
0: I only made but... I only made predictions for 2 of those characters. Yeah, I didn't make any okay. either.
3: Okay, tell you what. Let's do this then, Andrew. Um Let's uh, just do the two that you predicted for, and then we'll run down the results for whoever we didn't cover so far. So, who did you have two for? Uh,
0: I have two predictions for. Well, actually, I have two predictions for Kamoy Woods, and I have two predictions for Mount Lady. Yeah, Mount Lady
3: was an interesting one because she got kind of unprecedentedly popular, and then. I wonder why. Money shot, money shot, money
1: shot, money shot, money shot, money (laughs) shot, money shot. (laughs) Okay,
0: actually, it's
3: pleasure to make your ass acquaintance. No, no, no. People. Actually,
0: that—that's a thing. That I will give the script credit. They made the—they made like the bum joke a lot better in the English thing. Because oh, the it's ass acquaintance. It, so was kind of forced, but I think it's like—I forgot what she said. She, she's like, the, she's like
2: uh, she's like uh. She calls him in a bum. That's the joke. I forget who she phrases
0: it. I took care of yeah, this bum English. for you, and it's like yeah, that, that's, that works much more naturally than ask Wintons. Oh, that's
3: okay. way better. Yeah. So okay. So who did you guess would be Mount Lady? For
0: Mount Lady, I had two. One was Elizabeth Maxwell, and the other one, I know you agree with me on this one, Megan, Martha Harms.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: Those, Jesus those Christ. <laughs>
3: And it's
1: been a long day at work.
3: Okay. I had one prediction for Mount Lady 2, actually, and I, I thought because she was going to be non-student character, you know, like a girl, older woman, I thought that Colleen Clinkenbeard would some- be the one to voice her. Interesting choice. But uh, luckily, we were all wrong, because that opens up our predictions for other roles. It was not any of those playing Mount Lady. It was, of course, the pervert girl herself, Jamie Marchi.
1: All hail Lord Jamie Markey, Queen of the Demon Redheads.
3: In fact, I was almost a little sorry that she got this part, which means she probably won't get a bigger part later on. But then again, I don't know any character who's shown up so far who she could play other than Mount Lady. (laughs)
0: Probably Midnight, but anyways. Uh, Okay, and now... uh, Yeah, I like Mount Lady. She works as Mount Lady. Uh, I had two Mm -hmm. for Cowboy Woods as well before I forget. Okay. Um... Matt Mercer and Ian Sinclair.
3: I can see Ian Sinclair because he, he's a more distinguished and, uh, I suppose, um, professional voice, mm-hmm. which is what Kamala Woods is. Which, which he, he's like the seriouser of the of the heroes. He's not tough and rough. He's uh, get the job done professionally well. He's, he's like a salary man. He is basically.
0: the most professional. <laughs> yes. Professional. Professional.
3: Oh my god! You said you said but, uh, seriouser,
0: and I was like, okay. <laughs>
3: Uh, English is not my first language. Clearly. Oh, wait. Yes, it is. Anyways. So, uh, who did end up playing Kamai Woods was actually a uh, person I'm not familiar with, uh, Aaron Roberts. Oh, my God. Is
1: that my boy? You is have that my- multiple boys. You
0: have a lot of them, actually.
3: No. You do. You've got, like, a, a reverse harem going on over at Funimation, and no. they don't even know it.
1: No, no, no. That's because Noah isn't cool enough to watch Sarah for the end. <laughs> and
3: not until I lose a bet.
1: Oh honey, that's coming very quickly. Um no, if you if you've watched there for the end if I'm correct, Aaron Roberts plays Lacus, who's my favorite background character because at one point he crashes a yeah. giant military style jet craft carrier into a wall full of explosives and then is like, I made boom boom." Oh, he's the That is completely okay, the opposite of. He's
0: this the purple hair, nobody.
1: I really have to
2: get back on the stairs. Jesus.
1: Yes, you do, I'm on, tell join me! Every time hear about
3: this show, it just gets better and better. Let's just focus on <laughs> this show, shall we? No,
1: okay, I'm on, so. I'm on. It's <laughs> like a magical venture into, like, Attack on Titan if it didn't take itself seriously and was, like, ten times drunker. Oh, boy. Okay, Anyway. And a lot okay, so. more gay. And In case you were wondering, gay.
3: Who else is in the cast for the pre-established hero so far in My Hero Academia? Please tell us uh, like more. Like we said,
0: please tell Jamie us.
3: Jamie Marchi is Mount Lady. Mm-hmm. Aaron Roberts is Mr. Wood, and there's a couple other ones as well who don't show up past episode two. Backdraft, who is a fire hydrant uh, person. He probably gets peed
1: on by dogs a lot. Chris Bryan. Chris Bryan.
3: We've also Bryan? got a character named. Yep.
1: Chris. I... Oh, is Backdraft? Is Backdraft Karasuma Sensei?
0: Is it? I think it might be.
1: Chris Ryan's the
0: guy's name. It's Karasima. Okay, yeah, he's played by Karasima. I did notice that.
3: The Fun Police. That Karasima. Well, there you go. And there's also a character named Death Arms, who is voiced by Chris George.
0: Uh, Chris George is known as directing one of the best broadcast dubs ever, Snow White with the red hair.
1: He's also known as the world's worst hair fail replacement.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he's mostly known for doing ADR stuff, I and mean, he's got a couple of English credits In his
1: And the world's okay, worst so... Eric Vale replacement. <laughs> okay, you're gonna have to explain that one. Okay, yeah, wh- so there's an episode of Snow White with the red hair and the broadcast of for season two, where Eric Vale couldn't do the episode because he was sick. Oh, so no. Chris George so stepped in to play Izana and sounded nothing like him. This is also the same broadcast stuff, where they thought Jason Lebrecht was a good good replacement for Ian Sinclair. It
2: It must be hard when you know you have to record a role, but they're just gonna re-record it in a month, so it doesn't matter. So it's like no we, it's do, ever going to see this. It's like do we bust our ass finding somebody who sounds
3: similar or do, do we just pick the guy who's already recording something anyways? <laughs> you can't win either way. Like maybe he'll you know maybe he'll be like a a Steve Bloom situation where like he'll be a good actor regardless of the fact he's ever acted before. Nope.
0: <laughs> okay. So, oh, okay, so th- we've got the yeah. professional heroes that don't show up past episode 2.
3: Like we said, this show is a little weird in that the characters who actually matter don't really start showing up until episode 4 and 5 God, when we Haley, get Joel to Osmond the university where people are learning to become superheroes. Like, don't you wish you could go to a school like that? Yes. Well, you can't. It would make so me feel it. like
1: I was sky <laughs> high.
3: Oh.
1: <laughs> Oh
3: my god! i have forgotten that movie even existed! What is wrong with you, Megan?
2: <laughs> I I I didn't. That's a Kurt Russell movie. I love it. I make that a point movie, of remembering actually. all Kurt Russell movies, regardless of whether I've seen them.
1: <laughs> Amon, do you wish you had Kurt Russell's mullet?
2: <laughs> oh, only 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 the Escape from New York mullet. Of
1: course. <laughs> you
0: know what would be a good miracle? Trying to breathe in sludge. <sighs>
1: wow is your is your quirk segues
0: <laughs> yes my quirk i wanted is all my
1: i want yes. i want all might segue from episode three
3: <laughs> <laughs> why would you have a problem breathing in sludge why would you even bring that up
0: oh because there is a character that may or may not be a villain made of sludge that may or may not be a central antagonist for the first couple of episodes that may or may not have a listed voice actor on this chart in front of me.
3: Wouldn't it be crazy if it did? It would know, be right? crazy.
0: It would, well, be there you... cr- it would be crazy if the sludge villain may or may not be played by a character who has played other characters in the past. I feel any, like, like
1: I'm having some terror in my resonance.
0: <laughs> I, feel, you guys I feel like he is a bit of an Android of sorts in his performance.
3: That was terrible, and I hope that the gangsters out there come and take you away. Oh,
0: fucking hell. It's Jeremy, Endman.
3: <laughs> yes. <laughs> you yeah, tried, the...
1: when you try your best, but you don't succeed.
3: Yeah, in the first couple episodes, we see our first villain, and it's a guy made entirely out of sentient sludge who like takes over people's body and suffocates them to death. And in this role, Jeremy did a very creepy job. They did something really interesting with his voice in post, where they, like, put this reverb effect on it. So, he's already low-pitched, and then I'm it's, like, melting. even more menacing. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's that. It, it's it's cartoonishly Skeletor evil-sounding.
1: Meh. <laughs> Remember, it's not... <laughs> <laughs> Meh, kid, you have a great quirk. Meh. Meh. He-man. man Meh. <laughs>
0: Did you ever see the video Daddy. where he did the voice actor for Skeletor did? I am the Great Papyrus. Yes. <laughs> uh, no. <everyone laughs>
3: retweeted that.
1: Oh my God, Amon! I know what me and you were doing after this. Yep. Meh. Yeah, I am the Great Papyrus. Meh. Yeah.
3: You guys are the you are the terriblest people to work with. You know that. What am I paying you people for? You, you you don't pay pay you're us. not paying me
1: at all. Not if you, if you pay she
3: exactly. paid us. And we'd stay, stay on topic more. So, t- okay, so, yeah. covering so far, you know what? I do we s- have any gripes, do we have any gripes with the people who have, the, the established heroes and our sludge monster villain from the first couple of episodes?
1: Meh, I have no problems, meh. Ah, they're all good. I've got no problems with
0: any of them, uh, sludge villain was very creepy, Jamie Marchie, Conway Woods, they were pretty good. I have a
1: problem with sludge villain, he took my breath away. Boo. Tranquilizers! <laughs> Okay. Jeez. Boo this man! Jeez, Noah,
0: who are you? Our mother or something?
1: Andrew, you are trying to force this. <laughs> I, I don't- i just gonna put was, a picture Andrew, of a you s- are trying to force this. Uh, Andrew,
2: your, your, your quirk isn't segways, it's forced segways. I'm sorry, son. Oh no. You're gonna need to reapply with the main office.
3: Oh.
2: Uh, <laughs> uh, no okay,
1: okay, okay. I've got medical proof that tells me that you're wrong.
3: T- okay, alright tell you okay, so everyone if you had any problems with the superheroes at the beginning of the show, we're not gonna talk about that. We're moving on. So, next group who we're gonna we're trying to group this by relevant people. It's like the you know, it's like the seven circles of hell. Except it's the seven circles of my hero academia voice acting. Aren't there nine circles the of hell? <laughs>
1: Shh.
3: I cut two of them. There's out nine for circles reasons. of hell
1: and circle number seven is Noah continuously having to watch the <laughs> dramatical murder OVA. Oh my god! <laughs>
4: In English, I don't Satan repeat. himself I really could
3: don't. not have created that. So, anyways, on to the next group we've got. We have three people who we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about our main character's mother. Inako!
4: And, and
3: then in, in the first couple of episodes, and for a couple of flashbacks, we have younger versions of our two main characters. We have a young Izuku and a young Bakugo. So, basically, we have... Young, spiky, hair, green haired kid who's high on life and is the source of that gif of the head banging kid with the action figure in his hands.
1: The greatest gif ever. It's true. It's just <laughs> like the Jurassic Park Melodica cover is the greatest YouTube video ever. <laughs> oh
3: okay, so let's start with Izuku's mom, who I really like the way they treated her because she's got this superpower of telekinesis, of moving stuff. And we see her when her son is young, and she's like, normal dimensions. And then she like, used her power so much that she didn't exercise, and she goes like... (laughs) Gets really fat in the later episodes. Uh, I'm not sure where you were going with that. I was trying to get us back on track here. So, did anyone have any guesses for who gets to play Izuku's mother?
0: I did. I figured it it was Colleen directing, so I picked Colleen as the mommy.
3: And you know what, for a lower-pitched maternal voice, Especially for stuff like Holic, that that would be good. Megan, did you have any guesses for Ysuku's mom? Um... Your mom! Okay, you're fired. Aman, did you have any guesses? you uh, did not. You're
1: not even paying me!
3: I did not. You're still fired. You t- okay, that's alright. And I guessed Caitlin Glass. So, in the same reign of maternal voices who can sound like they've actually had a child or two. That was my guess. I could see that. Um, it turns out that both me and Andrew were brave and lost a swing and a miss. It was not Colleen and it was not Caitlin. It was, in fact, I'm trying to make. sure I pronounce her name right here because I keep mispronouncing the English names wrong here. All right, it was Jessica Cavanaugh. Am I pronouncing that right?
0: I'm not sure. Jess- Jessica Jessica Cavanaugh.
3: Cavanaugh? Ka- I don't know. Cavanaugh.
0: Cavanaugh. Jessica Cabaneri of the Iron Fortress.
3: And she's had uh, quite a few roles in the past four or five years of Funimation. And uh, they all, they uh, all seem had... to have something in common.
1: They're all moms. They're all moms. Yeah.
3: Plays a lot
2: of moms. Yeah, like,
1: tell sure. me, Tell me she plays Aaron's mom in Attack on Titan. I, I believe
2: so. Yeah,
3: she, she's Carla.
2: Oh my god,
1: Baker. does she? Yep.
3: Yes. <laughs> that, yeah, and she, you know, she has a long shelf life in that show. She's also got lead roles in Codebreaker. She's also got lead roles in Carnival, which is everyone's favorite show ever. Who did she play
1: in Carnival?
3: Ice, Iva, I- Eva, Iva.
1: Oh my god, she's the one that beats the shit out of Aaron Dismuke in that show. I love Eva! Wow.
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, okay.
1: that's so sad, Aaron Dismuke, <laughs> like, think of. okay, I'm not gonna lie, I love Aaron and Vic Mignano, but God, do they fucking suck in Carnival. <laughs> Unless Aaron's screaming, then he's great.
3: Yeah, Aaron needs. Yeah. yeah. Well, at the the very
0: least, this mother does not beat the shit out of her her kid. In fact,
1: no, she only breaks his heart for like eight years. (laughs) Okay. She only gives him eight years of trauma.
0: Okay.
3: Yeah. I actually. Do we have a? Jessica's performance in this one. No,
0: she's perfect and she's awesome. Jessica's great, Jessica's great.
3: Okay, fine. So we can establish that Jessica, as an actress, she's doing a really good job on this. This was good casting. It's not an overly familiar role like some of the higher-ups that we're going to hear, and it's a believable mother sound. So kudos on her. I don't think we've seen a mom quite like this in any other show where, or in a Shonen series like this before, because usually the moms aren't all that present. Like, let's look at Ash's mom what's her role in that show
0: look hot and tell her 10 year old to run in the woods
1: i've had i've had um this discussion with noah uh, not noah andrew about how i'll probably get more to it when we talk about izuku himself Mm -hmm. about um what i see Izuku's start being what it can be um described at interpreted as thank you granted you never see anything with deku but the fact that she was able to realize that she had made a mistake like that. And we know it hurts Deku. I don't think Deku ever said it to her face because... As a kid, you don't want to tell your parents that... Something they said that wasn't malicious. That's the thing, is Deku's mom was not being malicious. She's
3: being she being realistic.
1: She was. She didn't know what to do. She, she basically has... In this society, what is a special needs child. I never if thought she, about
3: it that way before. Because, for context, for people, there are most of the population by this point 80, in the show It's, 80, have it's an 80-20
1: split. It's an 80-20 right. split. All because um, they have
3: no external joints in their pinkies. That is no, the because only they, do. Be- because no, they because do. Because they No, no, because they don't have two joints in their pinkies. It's normal, non-special quirk people that no, have it's the regular. Two the other joints way around, in- right,
1: Andrew? No,
0: I think you might be right on that. Actually, I think if you
1: yeah, I
3: just watch the episode today. Yeah, because you like feel your toe right now. You have two joints in your pinky toe. Like and you don't have superpowers. It's the people who do have quirks who have only one joint in their pinky toe. Anyway, that's not the point. The point is is that I never thought of it like a special needs be- being the 20% of the population who just don't have any superpowers. We'll get into that when we
0: talk about izaku Speaking of izaku
3: Yeah, let, let's uh, let's bring this heavy subject matter to, probably my least favorite part of this entire dub, and that would be the casting of Young Izuku, so we're talking about kindergarten age,
0: as well as Punisher, as as
3: well as yes. So, did anyone have any predictions for young Izuku and young Bakugo when they're kindergarten age and therefore balls hadn't dropped yet? No, I did not. Nope, did not. No, no, and no. Okay, Um, I had one guess for young Izuku, um, and this was um, because I just had to take a guess on this one. I thought maybe. Just possibly. We could get Joel McDonald to like do like a higher pitch voice. What? I really, I did not want, this is what they did anyways, but I did not want a woman to voice the children in this one. Why? I kind of wanted, because, and I'll get to this with the people who they actually cast, I, I have a hard time believing when it's very obviously a woman pretending to be a young boy, sometimes it works out good. Like I'm a big fan of Mona Marshall. Boy, when Wendy don't Lee watch or, Hunter uh, Hunter. Oh, is it uh, really noticeable there too?
0: Some of them, maybe.
3: So yeah, I I wanted uh, <laughs> I, I wanted Jacuzzi to do his like little boy voice for young Easy. Okay,
0: Jacuzzi, that's where you were thinking. Okay.
3: So and I was wrong, unfortunately. Um, turns out that. Uh, Isuku is uh, actually played by Laura Woodhall, and I just don't really like this performance.
1: I think it works. I actually think it's really cute.
3: Yeah. You think it's cute?
1: I think it's, it's really cute. It's cute. It's squeaky.
3: It's, you know, for kid. Yeah, it's squeaky. Okay, <laughs> so the very first thing we hear... Like, the very first thing we hear in the dub is high-pitched Laura pretending to be a little boy crying about... Don't hit us, or I'll hit you back. And I was like, oh my god. That's a terrible first, a terrible first foot to start
0: off on. It worked, it worked, honestly. She got the emotional, when you get the, here's the thing, as long as she got the emotional beat right, I'd be fine. She got the emotional beat right.
3: Now, I I will admit, um, there were two halves of Deku's, of Izuku's character. The the part that I didn't like, that Laura wasn't doing very well, was the, um, uh, the scared... No superpowers, like very vulnerable parts. That part I didn't buy because it got way too high up in headspace and just sounded way too much like a like a woman pretending to be a little boy. I was okay though when we got to the fanboyism parts, but when we got to that gif of, oh my God, I want to take a look at the video can I bust a unit 10,000 hits. That I was okay with. Okay. I'm, I, actually, I'm okay with Laura in a lot of other roles, too. Like, she's uh, been in Cat Planet Clara.
4: Cuties. She's
0: been in A
3: Certain Magical Index. She's been in Kamisama Kiss 2. And Oh, actually, the original Kamisama Kiss.
0: And your favorite show, Pandora in the Crimson Shell.
3: Ah, oh, that's right. I forgot about that one. F-Port. Shut up. She's got
0: good
3: roles in other shows, but this one I was I no I I'm gonna say no I don't like it one bit.
0: She's also well, how about
3: you guys? She's also got hey, a you, whole you,
0: thing about playing jellyfishes. Wouldn't you want to be a jellyfish? She's the holographic jelly,
1: jelly, jellyfish. Jellyfish, 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 get in jellyfish.
0: She's a holographic jellyfish in Psychopaths, which is funny oh. considering who voices the other one. Tell me, it's I, Maxie Whitehead. No, no, no. I'm talking about. Uh, Young Punisher himself.
3: Yes. So we've got a young fireball person himself. And when you give a kindergartner the ability to shoot fireballs out, you're going to have a pretty messed up kid. He's literally
1: so honey, wearing a
0: Punisher shirt. It's
1: Honey, why is the house on fire? Damn it, kid. Uh, Damn it, Timmy. Burning down look,
0: the house. look, I did nothing wrong. I just gave him more than three Oreos.
1: Why did I tell you about giving him sugar? You literally will burn (laughs) things down. Silence is golden unless you have children. Then it's fucking terrifying. (laughs) All
3: right, so we had no guesses for this one, but Young Bakugo, and again, they got a woman to play, and this one I was okay with was Kate Oxley.
0: You have the computer from Psychopaths, and then you have... Akane Tsunamori. I'm not sure what else Kate Oxley's done. I know she's done other things. That's just. The oh, ones. she's done
3: a lot of stuff. Um, she's, yeah, aside from also Psychopath, she's also been in Negima. She's been in Naburino Who is she, she was in Negima. She was Maki Sasaki. Oh, God, I haven't watched Negima in forever. I should watch Negima
1: again.
3: I think this was the, uh, was it the first season? No, she, oh, she was in both series. Okay. Um, she was also in. Uh, she was in uh, Holic. As uh, Ami Wa- Warashi. Oh, uh, Ami uh,
1: Warashi. I know who yeah. that is. I like. Yeah,
3: that the show. the demon spirit.
1: She's um, Eruka from Soul Eater. She's Akimi from Bamboo Blade. She's Nanami from Dragonut. She is uh, Renkama from Kanichi.
3: Oh, and she's the lead from Peach Girl.
1: Please stop which reminding me that Peach Girl which is a all thing. of
3: you need to see, is- which is the greatest drama of all time. What the hell is Peach Girl?
1: You don't oh, want to
3: oh, know. It's, oh, it's amazing. Okay. No, so, it's not. Go oh, kill- okay. You know, like, uh, the bitchy high school attitude that, you know, uh, everyone goes through? Okay, take that and, like, ramp it up to... ...unbelievable dramatic
0: levels. Oh, good lord. Okay, I <laughs> already right, hate it. Okay! She's
1: half the little boys in One Piece! Yep. And she's right, also- Also, I have to talk about the greatest, the greatest role that she's may have played. She plays the not-strong sister of Armstrong, the one that Havoc tries oh. to take. <laughs> You're
3: right, she does. You mean she looks just like the Colonel? It's like... No,
0: God, she's... No, there's like there's like two sisters that are muscle-bound, then there's yeah. General Olivier Armstrong, and then there's just the fourth one that's just like Moe Moe Kune.
1: Tee-hee.
3: Wait, was this in the original yeah. or in Brotherhood? In
1: Brother? both. In okay, both. Cause... She's in both though. I don't.
3: I don't remember the. I remember that episode. But I don't remember the girls and the. Anyways, that's not the point here. The point is, is that do we have how do we feel about the the way that our uh, young kids, being played by thirty year old women, are doing.
1: I like Bakugo's voice. He sounds like such a little asshole, and it's great. Yeah. It is, I because agree. Bakugo is a little privileged asshole. Izuku's a sweetie. He, is,
0: he Izuku's a sweetie, and Bakugo's a turd. <laughs>
1: Izuku's a
3: good uh, nerd, and Bakugo's a good... Pro- Bakugo probably is a good—probably not the b- friend you had in middle school who you didn't realize was actually a terrible person.
0: You know who I'm talking about. Oh, I get it. I'm so great. Everyone else must suck. Exactly. <laughs> that is... Bakugo is. I'm not being
1: is... an ig- <laughs> I'm not Bakugo an is literally the ex- is like. privilege the character he is privileged the character which makes it
0: so got coddled too much that he basically grew up into an asshole
1: which makes it
3: so wonderful in these like the episodes we've seen so far where his ego just starts to break down
0: (laughs)
1: exactly oh when we get to when we get to bigger bakugo i'll talk about how i feel about
3: yeah Yeah, yes why don't we move this train along to get up there okay so we're moving up the ladder i swear people now, in the school that My Hero Academia takes place in, because that Academia wasn't just thrown in for chips and giggles, we Guess have- Yes, it was. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds cool, I'll agree. But we also need to have instructors at this school where superheroes learn to be superheroes. So we've got three instructors, and we're gonna knock him out and, well, We're not gonna knock him out. We're gonna see if we could figure out who was gonna voice them. I feel we- like at start least off.
0: one of them can knock all of us out.
3: With just <laughs> the- a kiss?
0: A kiss, or a frickin' glare. Or shitty music.
3: <laughs> all three. actually all three of them would. We'd be fucked if any three- if any one of them came to us. Alright, let's start with the- the least threatening of them all. Let's start with Present Mike, the DJ host- I had- who- Yeah.
1: I had three predictions.
3: Okay. Okay. All right, who, who were?
1: Go
0: ahead and shoot them off.
1: Okay, my three predictions were Chris Bevins, Mike McFarland, or Vic Mignogna.
0: <laughs> okay, that's. Uh, okay, you know what? I can see. I can see those.
3: <laughs> I, I can especially see the Vic Mignogna part because it's a foppish character who never shuts up. Okay,
0: speaking of Vic. There is, he is a background character for one line in episode two and just never shows up again. Don't
3: don't spoil it entirely, but okay. He's a background
0: character that has no name. How am I spoiling anything?
1: (laughs) Anyway. I had, what, I hadn't,
0: yeah, okay. Okay.
3: I was a big fan of that one non-name character. Dig your hole,
1: Clue. Dig your hole. (laughs) I
3: had Eric V.
1: Dig a hole, dig
3: uh, uh, a hole. oh, uh, uh, dig it. Of dig it, uh, uh,
1: uh, uh, uh oh. Speaking of people Andrew, that never shut up, Eric Vale <laughs> does not does not kill children <laughs> or hit women, <laughs> but he does dress fashionably and he does like lilac flavored cheese. Oh my
0: god. Okay. I'm that was ever... too obscure even for me. What? <laughs> <Lilac> <laughs> Watch
4: flavored these. Teeth.
1: Watch Lilac's, um... Watch Lilac's Anime Boston, uh... Yeah, okay. Just ask Lilac. Got it. Yeah.
0: Okay, got it. Yeah, that... <laughs> All right. Uh, Amon, okay, did so... you have any for Mike?
2: Who did I have? I... I also thought maybe McFarland, if he was gonna direct it, like, this might have been a role he did. Um, mm-hmm. I think I might have also put down Eric Vale. He's in, like... I put him in a couple of places here. I think I'm put down here, too.
3: But we're talking about the hammy theatrical yeah, actors yeah. are all getting the... That's what we thought, which is perfect for the role there. <laughs> all right. And I had one guess as well. And for the first time in my entire life, I finally got one right.
1: Okay. Before yeah. you do it, can we at least do like we do with the other ones where we like do all three guesses and then reveal all three at once? I, I have three yeah, like really guesses for a racer head.
3: Okay. That's fair enough. Okay. So keep in mind, those were our predictions for <clears> present <throat> Mike. Keep that in mind, people, there will be a quiz later. I didn't have any for Recovery the... Girl. You had yeah, no... I didn't okay. have anybody for
1: Recovery Girl.
3: Okay, Recovery Girl for those who are playing the home game is is the grandma with the magic healing kisses. Oh wait,
0: I lied, I did have one. Linda Young.
1: Okay, <laughs> hey, Um, Noah, What's because that? you've seen um you've seen fairly odd parents. Come yeah. here and let grandma pinch your cheeks. I hope she I needs hope the need one on really your face! face. <laughs> I want cheeks of early. steel!
3: I hope you mean your face. That is an early episode, dang. That's
1: like the second episode of the show.
3: It is, yeah, back when they had no idea how they were going to draw the characters.
1: And then I had three, four, no, I had four predictions for Eraserhead. I had three.
3: Wait, hold on, hold on, Amon, did you have any predictions for Recovery Girl? Uh, I also thought Linda Young, but I don't know if Lindy Young actually
2: works <laughs> anymore, so I did no idea if that was even feasible. I don't feasible. know
0: either, all I know is every time I think of her, I, my immediate thought is old, old granny lady. Yeah, no, it looks like,
2: yeah, I think, I, I, I see gone. old granny lady, I think, what's your name for Yu Yu Hakusho? Every
3: time. Every time.
1: <laughs> I don't, For some yeah, reason you're... with Recovery Girl, I thought it was going to be the lady who was the grandma in Summer Wars.
3: I thought so too. That that would have been my one guess. Right. And I, I'll put in a picture of whoever her name is here because I can't remember the name off the top of my head. But
1: you're not
0: editing names. Okay. Um, um. Yeah.
3: None of us got that right, by the way. Just again, keep that in mind off the top. Now of your head. Now let's get to and... the
1: main dish.
3: <laughs> yes. So.
1: Oh, Juichi Suwabe, you can talk to me any day. My second <laughs> oh.
3: biggest gripe with this. Down, card. girl. Okay. Eraser head. Okay, except for yep.
1: Juichi Suwabe is like a forty-year-old man, and I actually wouldn't let him have sex with me.
3: Megan, we are going to ship you off to Japan and never import you back. Just, just so you know. Okay. It's
1: okay. My people need me.
3: Oh, good lord. <laughs> Eraserhead is not the David Lynch movie that you thought we were coming for. Eraserhead is actually the unshaven homeroom teacher who has the also distinct possibility of taking people's powers away. He is. He also the wants to be an
1: Oscar Mayer wiener. <laughs>
3: Oh, yes, because he always is wrapped oh, up. Oh,
1: show was enough us? Why are we? He's always
3: wrapped up in this, like, sleeping bag. He's in a
1: sleeping bag because
3: fuck your school shit. He th- he gives zero fucks about the school curriculum. My
0: friend Dwell, who's, like, an actual teacher by trade, basically describes Eraserhead as who what all teachers actually feel like inside. Psh,
1: uh, but they I, all act like President Mike. They all have to act like All Might on the outside. <laughs>
3: Okay. I hadn't gotten that. All right. So, so uh, Megan, you had four predictions for Eraserhead.
0: Yes. Can I can My... I predict one of your predictions? What is one of them? Marcus Stemic.
1: Go fuck yourself.
0: Is uh... <laughs> <laughs> it every episode? He's it every episode? Somebody <laughs> we gotta get there him. <laughs> and if it makes you feel better, I also had Marcus Stemic too.
1: No, it was worse. I actually thought it was him when I watched the episode. Uh, my other <laughs> predictions were Brandon Potter, Matt Mercer, or Dave Trosco.
0: Interesting choices I actually.
3: The Brendan Potter one I'm not so sure on because I've never heard a role of Brendan Potter where he doesn't sound kind of too happy for the role that Eraserhead is. Like even if he's Nick, playing like a, a Nick, down from and out- Nick
1: from Gangsta? Nick from Gangsta?
3: I, you know, I gave up on that show, so I didn't get very far. Actually, Why I didn't even start the gangster.
1: What the fuck is wrong with you? Honestly, oh well.
3: Where do we I start? Feel like I, because
0: I don't, a lot, I don't well, watch don't at all. But anime. nobody's talking I, I, about that here. Honestly, you I saved don't... yourself a lot of disappointment. Before I say mine, let's get Amon. Amon, what do you think for Shoto Aizawa?
2: Uh, well, I, I th- my first guess is I think it'd be great if Funimation could get a Jack Nance for a prize roll as a Razorhead from David Lynch's 1997 avant-garde classic. But, uh, Jack... But, uh, unfortunately, Jack, Jack Nance died in 1996. So I don't think that's gonna happen.
1: Yo, he Wait, if Yona of the, the Dead happened, yes it will.
3: Have you seen a Razorhead in this show? The Dead would be perfect for him. You're
1: not wrong. You see, he's a
3: dead-looking man.
1: I'm on. Did you know that you are my hero? I'm trying.
3: You're I'm trying.
1: You are the wind beneath my wings.
3: <laughs> so uh, Down, Celine Dion, down. Andrew, that you That wasn't p-
1: even Celine Dion! What the <laughs> fuck is wrong with I, you? It's Batman, right? I, I, I all
3: by myself, stuck in my head are today, okay?
1: Fucking- okay? Okay,
3: okay. <laughs> We're not letting this go. I- fine, but <laughs>
1: Wings Beneath My Celine... Wings is not sung by Celine Dion, you piece of trash. No, no, that's I... Bette Midler, you ignorant no, fuck. I, I even... am a
3: Sarah McLaughlin fan instead, okay? So, you,
1: all of your
0: okay. adult
3: contemporary okay. piano. Look here, playing...
1: Noah, you're gonna end up in the arms of an angel pretty soon. <laughs> how, okay. how,
3: how dare you besmirch
2: the good name of Bette Midler by comparing her to Celine Dion? How dare <laughs> you?
3: Look, Bette Midler's Get best
2: the
0: role the is in an Oliver and podcast. Company, and
3: that's as good as it gets.
0: Okay. Get the fuck
1: out of this podcast, okay. you piece of shit. Anyway, we have
0: derailed too far. I got two predictions for Get Eraserhead after Mark's Jason Lebrecht and Phil Parsons.
3: I, that's a wide range of people. And I had, I'm going to throw one out there because I did have one prediction for it. I thought Travis Willingham would be the, the lower voiced, stoic voiced person to be Eraserhead.
1: He's too busy playing Critical Role. <laughs>
3: <laughs> what is with that? Like, all the voice actors in the world just decided, I'm going to quit voice acting and play D&D on Twitch for the rest well, of my cause, life. just because
2: half of hey, live in fucking Texas.
3: What else are they going to do? Tip That's cows. <laughs> all right, so whoever... All right, tip all Your cows. The game at home. Those were all our predictions for Present Mike, Recovery Girl, and Head. And almost all of them were wrong. So, why don't we go ahead and... Tell the people at home who they actually are.
1: Eraserhead is Alex Organ, a.k.a. Give her the Quinn Dickum. I mean, Quinn Deckum. I mean, Deccum. Um Present Mike is Sunny Straight, a.k.a. Koro Sensei, a.k.a. Give me about five weeks and I'm going to be a bawling mess of tears because of him.
3: Which I got that one right because, as I said in my notes, Sunny always gets the goofy rolls. So I get one oh. gold star for this podcast.
1: Recovery who the hell I don't remember who recovery girl is Ju- Recovery Julie girl is
3: played by Julie Erickson Julie Erickson Yep Julie Erickson All right so let me try to pull uh, my god you guys give me way too much to work with here <laughs> Sunny Straight, you all should know as president Mike you should all know him he's Lupin the 3rd he's like he's the guy who gets all of the silly goofy roles and loves it very much He's Koro Sensei and no one else will ever be able to take that role away from him he's Krillin from Dragon Ball Z I, again, his credits are just, like, Lupin the Third is, like, half the cast listing there. And, of course, uh, speaking of being in tears, Sonny Strait also plays May Hughes. Yeah. So, do we have any, um, problems with Sonny Strait's portrayal of Present Mike, the over-the-top MC of this show? Uh, no, it's Every exactly time what I talks... want out that
0: character. Every time he so- talks, he sounds like Barney the Dinosaur.
3: <laughs> hey, hey, kids! See, the gimmick in the, in the Japanese was that half of his dialogue was in English. It's true. So, yeah, they couldn't really do anything about that. So they basically made his voice in the actual English, like someone who's got, yeah, got a dorky English accent. Does anyone have any qualms with Recovery Girl?
1: No, but I've actually looked up some of the stuff that she's done. Okay. Um, she is Tamayo in Beck. She is uh, Yoshi, Suzuki, in Birdie the Mighty. She is Miyako in Dead Man Wonderland. She is uh, Oba, Basama, in Fairy Tail. She is the Demon Hag in Episode 1 of Kamisama Kiss. She
3: plays a lot of, of older-sounding characters. She's Tae,
1: Yano, and Shigi. But the one that we would all know her for is Winry's grandma, Panako in Full Metal Alchemist. Oh! Yeah. Yep.
3: Yeah, so when you think of cool older grandmas that, that that are in any Funimation project, that that's gonna be in the top ten somewhere. She's
1: also seventy six. <laughs> oh, wow.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and still voice acting.
1: But nothing has it on good old Rocky, ro- uh, good old Rocky the Squirrel.
3: <laughs> June Foray for life. So yeah, and her portrayal in this show, I like it because it, it, it's kind of goofy. It's a it's a very goofy grandma sound. But that's what the show calls for because her superpower is I'm going to cure your sickness or your injuries with my old woman kisses.
0: Interesting thing about that. Her thing is that she doesn't automatically heal somebody. That's contrary to the belief. Her deal is that she increases basically the body's ability to heal. And by using that body's ability to heal, you use up stamina. So there's times where it's like he gets a lot better, and then suddenly he gets really, really tired. So
3: as far as acting goes, do we have any qualms? Nope. No. Come on, give me someone to work with here, she... people. I want you to pick the nits. But I, I have no nits to pick. She was good. But
1: I have no nits to pick.
3: Okay, that's co- good. Right, you know what? We'll save them for Eraserhead, because I've got some qualms to qualm with this one. So, Alex Organ has uh, been around for a while. He was Deccum in Death Parade. He is... The new Togusa in the ghost, the most recent Ghost in the Shell project. He's
1: Makushima in Psychopaths?
0: Uh, Makushima in Psychopaths, yeah, that's
1: like the big one. He is also, if I'm correct, Zed O'Brien in Blood Blockade Battlefront, you, which is my favorite you, performance You're of talking his. about not quite Age Sapien from Hellboy? <laughs> <laughs> yes! No, not Me- quite Age Sapien Megan, does <laughs> <the> name, from <laughs> Hellboy. long lost brother. Does
3: the name Rene <laughs> Sim mean anything to you?
1: Yeah, because he's the one that's fucking Well,
3: Okay, I'll take your word for it.
1: Again, never going to watch Jokey that problems. show. Yes, okay. you are. Come on, it's a good show. I'm, I'm
3: sure it is. And electricity is a good cure for cancer. What? <laughs> like, like electric shock. Like, you know, people in the old days would like... Take Noah,
1: blood. Noah, <laughs> Noah. Would you rather me show you the Dramatical Murder OVA again or watch all of Seraph of the End? Oh, you Lord. know what?
3: I would... Of those, I think I would rather watch something like Diabolic Lovers.
1: Okay, Diabolic Lovers is funny because Monica Rial gets pushed off a ledge, legend Mufasa style and set on fire. Jesus Christ.
3: Yeah, it sounds like an entertainingly bad show. Which, to so be fair, is the Dramatical Murder the end OTAs one of these days... No, ha- what have
1: I been wrong about an anime suggestion to you? <laughs> <laughs> Except for always.
3: That's a separate podcast. But speaking of being wrong... Fuck Alex you, Megan Morgan's- is always
1: right. Alex
3: Organs' portrayal in Eraserhead here isn't gloomy enough. Like, okay, so the problem I had on my notes here for it is that, um, Eraserhead is, like, doesn't give a shit about anything in the classroom. It's very no-nonsense, and in the English, they gave him, like, more of a normal-sounding voice. He doesn't sound, like, craggly enough in the throat, and he's not uh, as tired-sounding as his character model would be, so... To be fair.
1: To be fair. fair? have you ever seen a picture of Juichi Suwabe? The man looks like Eraserhead 24 hours a day, seven days a week.
3: So you're saying that there was no way that any English actor was going to match the Japanese?
1: I would say, because Juichi, no offense, like, you know how people always complain, like, when Vic is in a show that he always sounds the same? Oh, well,
3: yes. Which we I can know watch isn't true.
1: I can watch any anime and know when the hell Juichi Suwabe shows up. That's how distinct his voice is to me. Like he has out of the entire cast of My Hero, like that's Juichi Suwabe. That okay, he's doing this voice again. Okay, he's being the tired kind of low, low voice. Like
3: yeah, yeah. The, like, I, I don't even I, I could when be he's in, I
1: even when he's bar. playing like a teenager, like a middle <laughs> schooler. He still sounds like a forty-year-old man.
3: So basically, they just get him out of bed in the morning, toss him to the recording studio, and
2: You make should him see re-balance. him
1: dance on stage. It's kind of fantastic.
3: I'm looking at what looks like a publicity photo, and he's looking pretty rough in this anyway, so like, I can't imagine what he looks like in just day-to-day life. I can't imagine what he looks like behind the microphone where no one is looking at him. Okay, so you- so I'm assuming that none of you guys have a problem with the race- with uh, Alex's I'm, portrayal.
1: I'm actually kind of- he's not my mo- he is- surprisingly though I'm a little bit Kind of annoyed with certain typecasts in this show. I would actually say Eraserhead is my least favorite voice. He doesn't sound tired enough to me.
2: Yes, I, like I don't think I don't think you're wrong, but it also didn't bother me particularly. Like I thought, I think if I it might just been like like I should point out I wa- when I watched when I got around to watching the dub, I not watched the sub for a little bit, so I wasn't like comparing the two okay. in my mind too st- uh, strongly. Um, and I thought he sounded tired enough. But uh, okay. I, I, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say necessarily like, oh th- no, this is fine and there's absolutely zero room for improvement, like. I wouldn't necessarily argue that.
3: Though. Okay, and the problem that I have is it nothing to do with even the the Japanese voices because I could put that aside and watch this. Look at the character model and more importantly, look at as a contrast to All Might who is this uh ego, energetic go Hello, heart,
1: go children! Home. Yeah,
3: that's not that's you have to contrast <laughs> that. Eraser is supposed to be the diametric opposite of that. So basically the way that voice coming you, across... you
0: want him to sound much more tired and groggy than he actually is.
3: I want him to sound like a corpse that they <laughs> actually did get out of the grave. Get, bring back the original racer head. Okay. <laughs> Go full Atlantis.
1: <laughs> well, I'm on. We've got some grave robbing oh, to do. Oh,
3: boy.
0: Okay. I, 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 I have no problems with the race. Well, I, I feel like he could sound more tired, but I still think it works regardless. Uh,
3: if it's not so much that's going to make us pull our hairs out. I guess we can move on. More specifically, because we have to move on. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. All right so that's the All right so we've covered the teachers we've covered parents and younger voices let us move on to finally the second course of I was going to say the main dish but like no no this is like the main appetizer uh no we're moving on to the soup of the cast the classmates and we've got a fine roster of adolescent superheroes who are going to be described not by their names but by their appearance or their costume or their superpower because we all suck at remembering Japanese names
0: Let's just do the dudes first, that we've got.
3: Alright, alright. You
1: can do their names. Yes. Uh,
3: well, we will do the names, but... Okay, L- let's start with, um... Let's start with Denki. A.K.A. Electricity Guy.
1: A.K.A. Megan... M- Man-Megan.
3: Okay. So you keep saying that, but... Uh, be the Sundari of the group, but... he's
1: No! Denki is me if I had superpowers. Because I would basically fry my own brain.
3: (laughs) Cool. Okay, so I'll get... Any questions? I'm sorry, I'm just thinking of that PSA. This is your brain. This is your brain on drugs. Any questions? Nope.
1: If you're a 12-year-old girl and you're high on marijuana, don't ride your bicycle.
0: Don't. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) What the hell is wrong with you? Oh my
3: god. Denki, does anyone have any guesses for Electricity Man himself? And no, you are not allowed to guess Christopher... Or let me think of um, Crispin Freeman because he already played an electricity character in Spectacular Spider-Man, and that was the worst casting choice ever. Wow, that
1: I had—I actually had a couple. Okay. I had my boy Rico Fajardo. Mm-hmm. Andrew, stop saying it like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
3: I'm, I'm playing. Bingo, I'm playing Megan Dubtalk Bingo at home, and I'm, I'm almost done here.
1: Oh, uh, go. For- yourself don't be, is that if, it you better, you if it makes you feel better if it makes you feel yourself? better
0: i do the same thing to hardy
1: <laughs> i also guessed uh chris burnett and then the last one i guessed um i couldn't remember the character's name so i'm actually going to look it up uh right now is We're
3: be nick Haley?
1: Nick, nick Haley was my last choice
3: from what what production?
1: Andrew's gonna know this. I think Amon might know this, and Noah, you might know this, based off of one line this character has. In the end, pornography will save the world.
3: Oh, assassination classroom.
1: The pervert guy from ass class. Yeah, that's Got it.
0: Okay. okay. I forgot about that. I was like, who the hell's Mick Haley? It's like, okay. Okay, that makes more sense to me now. Okay, so. yeah, it's a big roster.
3: Okay, I, did anyone else have any guesses I had, for Electricity I Man? also
0: had three for Electricity Man. Joel McDonald, Todd I mean, I really Haberkorn, <laughs> and, inter- okay. and interestingly enough, Justin Briner. It's
3: a wide range of uh, actors. i like, I'm, I'm, I'm visualizing their voices like, wait, Todd, Justin, that, that's a wide range.
1: Denki is played by who again?
3: Denki is none of those people who we guessed. Denki is actually voiced by Kyle Phillips. Kyle Phillips. Okay. Yes.
1: And if you don't know who Kyle Phillips is, he is the artistic, the art kid in Assassination Classroom.
3: Yes, he is Sosuke Sagaya. And he's also in uh, productions like, uh, he's um, Genshiro in High School DXD. I'm trying to find ourselves is really well known here. We're like, good. a bit parts in a lot. He's also, like, half of his okay. production. Credits are equal parts ADR engineering as much as, as they are voice acting. He's
1: me also, me. um, uh, Arata in Prince of Stride. He's one of those two guards, Kai in Snow White with the red hair. He's Hakun from Show by Rock. He is Rowan from Guilty Crown. And then he's just a bunch of, like, little background characters.
3: Right. So, which makes sense okay. for this role because... Denki doesn't have much of a presence so far. Like, not even in the show that's aired so far. Not yet. Next
1: episode. Next episode in the sub.
3: But for the sake of this so far, he's had, like, two lines of legitimate dialogue up to episode six. And I barely remember it at all, so I can't really pass judgment on Kyle's performance on this one.
0: He exists, therefore he is.
3: Yes, because... And he
1: is the best. Yes.
3: I'm going to argue with you on that one, but that's for later all the characters like get introduced like almost at the same time like you go from focusing mostly on Izuku to let's focus on a cast of like 10 or 15 classmates all at once and Denki's just one of them. Did anyone else have any complaints? Nope.
1: Nope.
3: Okay so he just exists. All right Uh, about another one of the characters in the class who just kind of exists. How about Egirio, who also happens to have the superpower of turning rock hard. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Red-haired
1: bondage guy. <laughs>
3: That's the one. You're not wrong.
1: Red haired bondage guy, who a lot of my friends who are into my hero academia really ship him in Bakugo for some reason. Uh, I could see it. Why? I could see it. They also, for some reason, ship Eraserhead and President Mike. Uh,
0: Well, yeah, because- See, clearly they stand next to each other, therefore, they want each other's penises.
3: I mean, it's either that, or one of them gets hooked up with Recovery Girl, and nobody needs
0: that. Look, man, people are into
1: grannies. So, I wonder if Recovery Girl can make them get boners faster after they- No!
0: Stop it, Megan. No, 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 (laughs) don't stop-
3: We are getting off this train and never getting back on. Okay. Did anyone have any guesses for Hard Body Guy? Of course. Of course we did. Megan, you go first.
1: Who the fuck do you think?
0: Uh, I've got my bingo card right here. Micah? (laughs) No. Austin? Wait. Yes. Oh, okay.
1: I had one other one. Guess who the other one is.
0: God damn it. We're guessing predictions. This is going to be a long night. No, wait. No, um... (laughs)
1: There's. You only have five choices. <laughs> it's Wheel of Boy.
0: I forget who your
3: other go-to pr- guy prediction is. I know Austin Tindall and the. Wait, wait. Um.
1: <laughs> Tarune. Is it Clifford?
3: Tarune.
0: Rico. God damn
1: it. <laughs> Tarune.
0: <sighs> okay. So for this one, I had. Clifford Chapman and Orion Pitts. I could definitely,
3: Clifford I could see. Like, I didn't make a prediction, but if I were, it would definitely be in that circle of getting lots of roles, younger male actors who we've seen in a lot of recent Profanimation productions. All of us are wrong here, and I don't think any of us would have guessed this, even if we'd known that he was, you know, still in the booth. So, Hard Body Guy is voiced by everyone's favorite hard rocker himself. Justin Cook.
0: This guy's been behind the scenes for so long that I'm kind of impressed to actually hear him doing a character.
3: And everyone is when he does. Like when he was voicing characters in Show by Rock, for instance, we were all like, hey, that's awesome. He got into the booth again. Or uh, my favorite one is actually his role in um, Beck, Mongolian Chop Squad. It's the character's name that I cannot remember off the top of my head. But that's my favorite one he's done. So yeah, Justin Cook's been in everything for the longest time you probably recognize him better as the second person in the credits on any Funimation (laughs) production that you've ever seen you're not wrong you're not wrong yeah it's it's Carly Hunter and Justin Cook were the producers. Don't you? Every single time. Like,
0: he's almost got
3: his name on as many things as Gen Fukunawa at this point. He does have, indeed, a, an impressive voice acting resume. Like I said, he was Chiba in Beck Mongolian Job Squad. He's Kurt Click in Aquarion. He's Leon in the Dongan Ropa TV show. He's also. He, oh, I forgot he was in Assassination Classroom. He's, he's Akira tak- Ta- Takaoka. Akira Takahoka in Assassination Classroom. He's been in a couple of productions that everyone loves. Fruits Basket as Hatsuhura Soma. Now, as far as this show goes, though, was there anything that stood out about his performance as Hard Rock Man?
0: He was pretty hard.
3: He is a hard rock man.
2: He is he is hard rocking.
1: Uh, hard man hasn't done anything. Yeah, yet. Yeah, I feel
2: bad for some of these characters. Like next next week, we'd have something to say. Not this week. Sorry guys. Yeah. We, next we...
1: week and like the week yeah, after. So- sorry
2: guys. I feel
0: but bad. I'm for I'm sure some of the ones you'll we're all missing. do
3: fine. We still love you, Justin Cook. Keep being awesome. Honestly, rocking.
0: I could see the voice working. I could see him doing that kind of character. I just need mm-hmm. to hear more.
3: Let's finish up this list with the. <laughs> Other favorite male character, Minoru, who is the weirdest-looking character in the F- entire Hey, Minetta!
0: Favorite in quotation air quotes. <laughs>
3: it's a, he's got a grape head, and he's like wearing a diaper, and he's like three foot nothing, and he's a pervert. He likes them titties. He, well, we all like them titties, but... And I I, so I forgot what his power even is. It's like rapid Pop speed, off. isn't it? No. 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 His thing, his,
0: his power is literally sticky balls.
3: Yep. We went from rock hard to sticky balls. We we're just <laughs> not all the low hanging fruit, are not we? Yeah. Okay. Speaking of so low,
0: speaking any... of low hanging fruits, I had Todd Haberkorn and Greg Aries
3: the t- the two dorkiest sounding characters and or voice actors in all of animation.
1: Um, I had Joel McDonald or John Luke Hester.
3: We're all picking male voices. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> which, is, which is terrible.
2: I mean, I, I, and I, had, I, I get I... the
3: impression he was young. He's just real short. Like,
2: I mean, I, I, I yeah. also picked Greg Ayers for that reason. It's like, you know, you're not you're not useful. You're just tiny. <laughs> not that Greg Ayers is <laughs> tiny, but his voice sounds like he'll come out of a
3: tiny person. You know, you get what
2: I Greg Ayers
1: either plays total badasses or total this Pretty
0: much. This place can go suck by dick.
3: Actually, I, I had one prediction and because I assume that it would be a young person or it would be a woman voicing them and I guessed Leah Clark because I figured the other higher up Funimation voice actresses would be in the roles that are actually female so I thought Leah Clark would go well with voicing someone who again I don't know why he exists but he's there but I was wrong we're all wrong who is it actually?
0: Brina Palencia The wise wolf, the Snow White with the red hair herself, (laughs) is Great Boy himself.
3: Brina is like the most charismatic actress that Funimation has right now, and I couldn't even begin to list all the things that she's done, including Seal Phantom High from Black Butler, or like you said, Holo from Spice and Wolf, Snow White with the red hair, Priscilla from Claymore. uh, I, I... Bre- she's Toka the new-
1: from, Toka oh, from Tony Tuk-Gubble Tony Chopper.
3: Tony Tony Rey. Chopper. Uh, like I said, you- we could like spend a whole podcast just listing character names that Brina's done before. This is the most brina ish role that I think I've ever seen her do. She has a list. Yeah, it's. Weird. I like.
1: I like it though. Like I legitimately like Manetta, the way Minetta sounds. I can't
3: say I dislike it. It fits. But I, then again, I don't really care for the character to begin with. <laughs> he gets
0: yeah. he gets some cool moment later on, but yeah, yeah. Unfortunately,
2: I feel like the now you he first. He kind
0: of gets a cool moment, but his whole <laughs> shtick is that he's a bitch baby. He's a bitch baby into bitch titties. Yeah. Oh god. Oh god. Did I just say that?
3: <laughs> yes, you this did. Is un- yep. th- this is undignified for Juliet herself. Just saying. But yeah, but she did it well. Like she pulled it off. We're just really sorry that she's not doing better things. (laughs) I think it's hilarious.
0: I think it's hilarious.
3: It it is funny in hindsight to watch it and go like, huh? That's Brina. Not, not the most dignified. But oh well. Uh, why don't we move on to someone who we actually care about? So <laughs> everyone has a everyone has a belly button,
4: and everyone takes very good <laughs> care of their belly
3: button. <laughs> However, none of you have anything on this guy because he actually shoots lasers out of his navel.
0: God damn! We're about-
1: oh, I got this one right, by the way. <laughs> hey, this is one of the ones I got
0: Yuga right. Yuga Aoyama.
3: Yuga. So the, the 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 foppish blonde-haired one who. Has the- Does this
1: game make me look trefansky?
3: Yes. I, I think he is part French, actually. So, I know. Megan, you said you got it
0: right. Andrew. Yeah, I had
1: two predictions, but I got I, and I got my first one right. But my second one was wrong. For some reason,
0: I only had one for this one. Uh, Jerry Jewel. Yeah. Which is funny. I mean, he's not a redhead, but yeah. Which is funny enough, because he actually ends up voicing a mouse literally two minutes later. <laughs> I missed
1: that part. Am I a bear? Am I a mouse? (laughs) Did
3: you have a guess, Amon? Uh, I also guessed Jerry Joel. Yes. Okay. All right.
1: I had two guesses, but one of them's right.
3: I had one guess, and I I took the low-hanging fruit on this one. I was like, okay. Blonde-haired, foppish, vanity-obsessed. Vic McDerp-derp. Jesus (laughs) Christ. I just took the low-hanging fruit on that one. It's like... Why the well, fuck Well, you're now? not wrong. <laughs> no, it, um, it if this was ten years ago, that's what he would have been casting. And who was your wrong prediction, Megan?
1: My wrong prediction in Lilac's Gonna Kill Me. It oh. was Josh Greeley. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but we're, of course, all of us except Megan are wrong, and Megan finally gets a gold star for this production. I
1: got four gold stars, by the way. I think I got um, I think...
3: Did anyone else get... uh, Anyways. Okay, so who was actually voicing him?
1: Joel McDonald. Mother and he was my first choice.
0: Joel McDonald. This...
1: Fucking Joel McDonald escaped from maternity leave.
0: <laughs> oh, he's I'm not a gonna baby? lie,
1: you know what the best thing about Joel McDonald is?
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Him and Afia's relationship as director and co-director, because she would keep photoshopping him shit. <laughs> She also photoshopped Austin Tindall onto a body pillow once. It was That's
0: great. amazing. So
3: Joel McDonald is, of course, broke onto the scene with his groundbreaking, award-winning performance as Jacuzzi Splot, <laughs> yeah. The manliest character in all of Bakken. You're right, by the way. If you've seen the end of the show, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Oh,
0: you're totally right, by the way. I'm not arguing. That's, that's, Yes. I Joel
1: McDonald is also the the lead character in Okami-san and her Seven Companions, which is another Colleen Klinkenbeer-directed show, in which her words was, have a giant pussy on your show, better get Joel McDonald. <laughs>
3: yeah. Which is going to make some of my predictions later on uncomfortable to say. But, yes, Joel McDonald is either... Yeah, usually he's he's really good about pulling off like the likable wimpy guy in the show which is what yeah, he,
0: he is right now
1: I know he's also the director guy in um assassination classroom if you've watched um the Civil War episode he's the one that karma puts up in the tree
3: koki Micou mem- uh,
1: Mimura. Yeah, Mimura. Mimura.
3: Okay. Mimura say, I, and
1: his sweet air guitar.
3: I, I haven't gotten to that one yet, because that one just came out yesterday, right? Can I say something? The
1: job of uh, Civil War started
0: yesterday. Can I say something okay, very yeah, I'm briefly? Watch
3: that
0: out, um, on the sure. ever-updating My Hero Academia cast announcement blog post that Godswell does a very nice job keeping updated, every actor has, like, either a little brief passage or basically, like, a giant thing that would be what you put on any sort of resume ever, that would be pretty good credentials and Joel McDonald's this is all that they've got for Joel McDonald Joel McDonald directs dubs sometimes he even acts in them he will now act in this one try to act surprised <laughs>
1: <coughs> Are him? What? No. my guess is that joe mcdonald is just actually that's just how he No, works.
0: all of these must have been like written and submitted by like the actors themselves so I think yeah I, I would assume all he, so he gave them and it's just like are you sure yes
2: that is a that is that is a that is a that is a self-deprecating self-written bio if i ever heard one
3: it's that's what I have to say there's no way that anyone would write that as not a joke uh, speaking of doing great, how how is he as the naval laser guy?
2: I love it. <laughs> he's uh he, is,
1: uh he is he is, he is a he is a
2: he is a French ass Frenchman and it's great. He's perfect. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh Eiffel Tower Baguettes! <laughs> I mean
3: he's no J. Michael Tatum as France, but yeah, he yeah. He pulled off great for some character that I don't know what his role is gonna be in the show, but I'm glad he's here. to Well,
2: stay. Uh, so far he seems to be the comic release that the pink girl interrupts all the time. So,
0: okay,
1: mm. she has Keep a she has a name, you
2: know. Yeah, yes, I know she has a name, but
1: I don't remember what it is. I know your wife who has a name. Now, calm your titties. <laughs> <laughs> maybe
3: we should talk about maybe we should talk about her a little bit. Do you think we guys can spare some time to talk about the pink girl who maybe has a name?
0: <laughs> Andrew's wife, Mina Ashido.
3: Yes, the one who probably came from another planet.
0: I love her because she has the coolest design. Like I love, I love all the character designs of the show, but hers just looks really neat. She's got like the frizzy hair that like the main character has, but it's just pink. She's got those two little horn things. She's got the red, pink. She's got the red, pinkish eyes with like the black up, the black interior of the eyes. It looks a lot like she's like a pink Majin Buu girl or something. She's really cool. <laughs> she's got like a very fun personality she's had some great expressions she's the coolest character that doesn't do so much right now and i want her to do more because she looks super cool and she looks super cute mina's really cool and i have four predictions for her because of fucking course i do
3: yeah well okay fine let, let's let the fanboy fanboy away over his i got two I she like also she, be fuse acid or something.
1: literally literally in my prediction chart because i could not remember her name I wrote Alien Chick Andrew likes. <laughs> you
3: know what? I'm gonna put that in the credits from That's
1: now on. That's
0: fine. Okay.
3: And you know what? Let me, let me cross out the name on my own chart. Oh, fuck you. Alien <laughs> Girl That Andrew
1: Would Like. Okay, to okay. Fuck you guys. I'm just doing this right love. now.
0: Christian McGuire, Afia Yu, Sarah Ragsdale, and Felicia Angeal.
3: Why would you pick any one of those people to voice your waifu?
1: I picked Felicia too. I also picked Janine Trudeau.
3: Any justification for why you picked those? Uh,
1: because fuck you, that's Christian why. Christian
0: McGuire and Sailor Ragsdale voice very like, eccentric, new up and coming characters and like a bunch of dubs and stuff that I like those characters for. Afia Yu sounds super cute. Felicia Angeal, I like a lot of the stuff she does, and she does good things. And I saw them, like, that. also, I think it's probably had to do with, like, the personality of the character and also that she's pink. I gotta say right now, this is, I'll say this before we say who the character is. This show is mm-hmm. amazing and a work of fiction, like, a work of genius that will be discussed for many years, because this is the one show where every girl is best girl is
3: best girl yes we've had long lengthy midnight discussions about this yes and I can't disagree with you You can't
0: disagree with me because there is an argument for any one of them whether you're really into like the cute invisible girl and like the fun je- the fun jokes you can do about her being like completely nude but also wearing her outfit or the whole punk girl or the other characters that we will discuss, or Izuku's mom. Izuku's mom is a very cute lady, and I can totally see her being a best girl as well. As well as Recovery Girl, as well as Mountain Lady. There's an argument for any of them being best girl, because all of them have really cool, great character designs, and I love the way Ko- Koei Orikoshi writes and designs these characters.
3: You people see why we brought Andrew on board, so we we could feel a little more dignified. He's not
1: wrong. <laughs> he's not wrong.
3: No, he's not. Like- Just none of us had the. You know, I didn't put that in my thesis statement. Let me tell you.
0: Won't be the last one you hear tonight.
3: Uh, I'm sorry, Amon, I think I over-skipped you. Did you have a guess uh, for who Mina was voiced I by? I did not have... I just realized that after about
2: episode four, I got very flaky on making predictions, so... Sorry, sorry Mina, I don't
3: have ass. one for you. You're very nice. It's all right. That's fine. And I made one prediction. Dorms. Mina you. I got you. this... Me- Mina does, and you know why? Because I got this one right, and her actress would actually forgive you because she's just that cool. Mm-hmm. Because it's not any of Andrew's predictions. It's not Felicia. It's not any of those people. It is, of course, everyone's favorite crossdresser. Say it with me, everyone.
1: Mike Kate- McFarland. Shut. Up.
3: <laughs> <sighs> Caitlin Glass, ladies and gentlemen. Close I enough. I like Caitlin
0: Glass. <laughs> That's a good choice, actually. I didn't think of that. She voices characters I like. And she is, like, the best hype lady ever. She will hype up her things, like, better than, like, Funimation does most of the time. She
1: is going to single-handedly assure that we get the Garo film. She... (laughs) Come hell or high water.
2: She is a a passionate lady.
0: I'm glad she voices is my favorite character, because that means she's probably already, like, pushed for all of the merchandise for her.
1: (laughs) You're going... My favorite thing ever is like when she goes to conventions, she'll buy like all this Prince of Stride stuff, <laughs> and she's utter love life trash. There's a
0: lot of people that are love life trash.
3: I was gonna say i love life trash. The... You people in your I like of... the game. So, speaking of stuff that is best, Mina's performance by Caitlyn comes as no surprise because Caitlyn is one of the best voice actresses that Funimation will ever have. She's been in everything as both a director and an actress. She is Haruhi in Oron. She is Lilac, I mean Miria in Bakano. She,
1: please, please. she,
3: yeah, she's, uh, she, again, I tried, where do where we start on this cast list here?
1: She's Miho in Free.
3: She's she Rin is, in Bamboo uh, Blade. The- she is Takane in Burst Angel. She's Erica and Gangsta. I forgot about that. Winry! Fucking hell, why is nobody borrowing? <laughs> <up> <laughs> fucking <laughs>
1: Win fucking Winry. I Thank you. She is yeah. Chachamaru and She is Chachamaru and she is the girl with the glasses who's the manga artist in um, Negima.
2: But what we're saying here is Caitlin glasses in a lot of things.
3: And a lot of them are good.
2: She She's
1: also the director of Garo. Please watch Garo. I want the movie. She does.
3: don't don't watch Garo. Break Megan's spirit, please. Don't watch Garo. She does.
1: I hope you die in a fire.
3: <laughs> I probably okay. will.
1: Just like just like Leon's mom.
3: <laughs> so as far as her
1: performance
3: in this show goes, is Caitlin bringing her A game to Pink Alien Chick. Sure? I'm trying to remember to no, legitimate question. Did she talk a lot? I can't remember. So far, after episode six, she's had a total of three lines of dialogue.
1: She gets a lot more dialogue in episode eight.
3: <laughs> yeah. Like, so far, she said, like, that outfit is so cool, I think, when uh, All Might shows up in his Silver Age costume. <laughs> Th- that's pretty the extent of it. Uh. But you-, you get a good feeling for her for her persona, even from that, because caitlin has got a-, a distinct, enthusiastic, uh, fangirl voice. Yeah, like I. And I'm glad she brought it. Like little bit, she sounded fine, and it's like I'm not gonna sit here and say
2: Caitlyn Glass is probably gonna turn a bad performance. It doesn't seem likely, so it'll be fine. Don't worry
3: about it. It, it is. And I have no idea how because so far episode nine, I think is. No, are we episode episode I think, ten? I think in the ten just so came out. Yeah. Okay, so I've only seen nine, but so far all the students haven't had very much to do except for the top top four students who we'll get to in a minute but i am looking forward to mina getting more stuff to do yeah once i think once they get up to dubbing
2: i think maybe next week and also like 10 11 like those episodes you know the ones that haven't come out yet she'll talk more
1: 11's gonna be 11's gonna be a fun test yeah pretty
2: much like like the the season's basically gonna conclude with all the characters i've been able to talk very much getting large speaking roles so it's gonna be
3: fun Yeah, it's been a slow burn, is the best way to describe this whole show. Speaking of slow burn, and we're going to the hottest character, who has to show off her incredible cleavage in her superhero outfit. Let's talk about Momo.
1: Momo and her momos.
3: Mm Mm-hmm. I actually (laughs) got this right. Okay, so one more gold star for Megan on this one. Momo is... Yeah, you gotta help me out here. I know her character design. She's the black hair with the open... Her
1: power is to create anything that isn't alive, but she has to have, um, reference and know it's organic breakup, but she creates it from her body. So if I'm correct, the reason why her skin is so open is so that she can pull it out.
3: Okay, so it's not just because... Am I right, Andrew? Yeah, let's go with that, actually. That's about a way to put it. (laughs) Yay,
1: Yay! I did a thing. You did
3: the good thing. Okay, that's the one good thing Megan's done in her life. Way to go! Uh... You can't. I'm holding up the hands in the heart shape right now towards you. You can't see it right now. Malay, you can't Malay. see it right
1: now, but I'm tearing the heart apart ripping it up, stamping on it, setting it on fire, just like Leon's mom, and then running over it with a fire truck, just like Celeste. Hon-
3: I feel really bad for whatever nursing home we both get sucked into. <laughs> Honestly, the raid-
1: As long as it has indoor plumbing, I'm pretty fine. Is... Because plumbing, right now, currently, true. my dad is losing his.
3: Is... So,
0: Momo, any guesses? Okay, so for Momo-
1: Momo and her oh, Momos. I got one of
0: them right, actually, I realized. So I guess I'll go- Did you get Momo I got right? Momo right. Okay. Oh, I got Momo right okay. too,
1: but I had two other As predictions.
3: Amon, I- Aman, did you get Momo
2: right? I, I didn't have any did Momo predictions, right? so no. I mean, okay. I-, I could- so I could. I could prediction default, for Momo you and her right. You
3: didn't get it wrong, so by default you technically got I mean, it I right. Could, I could lie to your face and tell you what
2: the actual answer and clay that I came up with it, but that would be <laughs> cheating, so let's not.
3: Good
0: man. And,
1: and cheating is not for heroes. Game very seriously. Okay. We take this guessing game very
3: seriously. I took a guess on this one, and I got it wrong but I understand why once I heard <laughs> the actual voice then. I put down, I'm, sorry, I'm gonna get her name wrong because I always get it wrong. Trisha Nishimura?
1: Trina Nishimura. Trina Nishimura. Trina,
3: Trina Nishimura, I'm sorry, Trina. Trina, because not
1: Tina, Trina.
3: Because especially with her role in School Rumble playing the stoic and intelligent sounding character, that was what I thought Momo would be. And it is what we got, but it wasn't by Trina's
0: voice.
1: Do you want to do your two predictions, Andrew? That aren't the oh, right one.
0: Uh, Morgan Garrett and Dawn Bennett.
1: <sighs> Funnily enough, I also had Morgan Garrett.
0: <laughs> what's Morgan? Uh, uh, what's she done? She
1: is she is Akira, my waifu motto. Um, she is Hanley. Boobs do not work that way. From <laughs> from Empire of Corpses. She also whips out a flamethrower while traveling around with you with S. Grant. That movie <laughs> made no sense. Um. Yes, Ulysses S. Ulysses S. Grant's robot zombies and flamethrowers. That's a thing that happened in that movie. Um, and she's also. The Meg, the class president from Assassination Classroom.
0: Okay. she's also right, Sarah Finn time. from Is This a Zombie, a show that I probably will never ever
3: watch because I know the answer, and the answer is yes, it is a zombie. <laughs> now shoot it. Mm. You're no fun, Yona of
2: the Double Dead, tap. bitches. You're no fun at all. And
1: uh, my other prediction was actually Caitlyn Glass. I can
0: see it. Okay. So who wants yeah. to say who I
3: actually it who it actually is? Let's we'll see if it's not Trina and it's not any of the others. Of course, it
1: Clinkinbeard be- only be
3: Colleen the director Klinken herself.
1: You mean it's not Mike McFarlane? God damn it. Megan! Well, I- I'm out. I- Fuck this podcast. Okay. Goodbye, boys. I'll my- see you in hell.
3: My bingo sheet is just burned to the ground at this point. Thank you, Megan.
1: You're welcome. So, Colleen,
3: we already ran over her credits being all of the best mothers ever, as well as being the, the lower-voiced serious characters, which he brings to this role pretty well because when you have a classroom full of goofballs who want to run around in colorful costumes and blow stuff up, you need at least Unless one. you're
1: Hardy, then you don't like this because, oh boy, it's basically Urza Scarlet, but showing, oh wait, no, Urza's got a armored bikini. Never mind.
0: <laughs> I was going to say, Urza, Urza, Urza showed about. plenty of skin. You need a-
1: I was going to say, I do I do like Colleen, because she's in a lot of other shows I like. Like, she's niece in Bacchino, she's, niece in she's um, Risa Hawkeye in Full Metal Alchemist, um, actually one of my favorite roles-, roles is her role in Garo. Of course. As, um, Garo's a good show, would you shut up? I don't know,
3: I'm sorry, I just got this gut check reaction that Megan liked it, I should probably avoid it. Oh.
1: You know what? I hate everything. Fuck this. Bye. Have I- a nice podcast. I love
3: that episode. <laughs> okay, so, we have one last character from the cast of the classroom characters, and this is actually my favorite of the best girls. Don't know what that says about me. Uh, this is Suyu, frog girl herself.
0: You are not the see, only I'm one. I'm Suyu. Nope. Clearly, beca-
3: I, you know what? I don't know what's wrong with me.
0: I'll tell you what's wrong with you. No she p- has the most born of her.
1: I just enjoy her voice in general. She just has, like, one of the coolest, like, voices in the Japanese, and I just like her... Uh, also, so, type of
0: voice. She's, yeah. She's just really cute too, so there's nothing wrong with that.
3: Yeah,
1: I was she's also her... really. I like the fact that she's also like super smart.
0: Yeah, she's super smart and she's like, yeah, you're full of shit.
3: I was wondering if her quirk was something that like she could ever turn off. Like she's just perpetually supposed to be a half human, half frog no. hybrid.
1: I like the fact that um I like the fact that it doesn't and that there are people who don't get to turn um their quirks off in it, like also yeah. her yeah.
3: right,
0: like M- Mina's another one. Also, she's not the only one mm-hmm. in her family. Okay, so we wanted to know who
3: is going to voice the frog on this one, and who'd we guess?
0: Uh, did we all get it uh. right?
1: <laughs> no, I got I
0: it wrong actually. Oh, really? Yeah, I got. I... Well,
3: okay, I guess Brina Palencia, I... which of course isn't right because <laughs> she's already voicing <laughs> of the character in the show, Minetta voicing the worst hilarious. part of the show, or, or at least the weakest part of the show. Fair so, enough, yeah.
1: Why did my aunt buy me a Jessica Simpson
0: novel? What the fuck? Um Okay, who,
1: who else could uh My guesses for Sue—you, uh one was Michaela Krantz, and my other was Morgan Berry.
0: Interesting choices. And you would have
3: had the Morgan all... Berry
1: because she plays the frog in Shokirock. <laughs> Rock. Oh.
3: I was trying to remember who played the frog from um Soul Eater. And then I looked at him, was like, Kate Oxley. I, she hasn't really done that much outside." It's Kate Oxley. Okay. Okay, so. But then I thought, uh,
0: yeah. Amon, if you have any, let it out, because I'll shoot uh, mine quickly.
3: I do not.
2: Go ahead.
0: Okay. Sarah whedon that's one. Bryn April, that's two. Jade Saxton, that's three. All of them were close guesses, but my final one was the one I got right. May I say it?
3: Yes, you may. Yes. Who is voicing Suyu?
0: Miss... Is it Mike McFarland? <laughs> Devin, it, it's not Mike McFarland. <laughs> Monica Real. If you
1: and if you don't know who Monica Rial is, you live under a rock. We're not going over this well, yeah, again. It's only
0: elite, uh... as simple as that. But
3: yeah, and I am glad that they get. She kept the the frog accent. Like, is that even a thing? She, uh, she kept that in her performance as well. She get
0: the weird little frog-sounding oh. thing in it. It's great.
1: And she loves Suyu, too. She loves Clearly,
0: Su-Yu. she's got good yeah. taste in Best Girls, but there's <laughs> a lot of good Best Girls in this show, Best Girl Academia.
1: Best Girl is Toru Hagakurei. Can we just call the
0: show Best Girl Academia?
1: <laughs> yes. To- All of them are Best Girl. Even, Il- even Ilya. Easy.
0: Is that- be-
3: Yeah. Who's Ilya?
1: Ten- Sonic the Duke Oh, called... Ida. Ida. I thought his name was Elia. No, I keep calling him Elia.
3: No, it's Ida. It's Tenya oh, Ida. Ida. Those are. No, eyes. Speaking of it, that, that would be a good segue <laughs> onto Tenya Ida.
1: So, by we... the way, if you all want to ask how we feel about Monica, it's Monica. Yeah. She does a good.
0: Suyu does good, Suyu's good, Monica's good. Let's speed over to Tenya Ida. Okay, let's talk about this one really fast, because this guy goes really fast, let's go really fast. Okay, let's go, guys. Gotta, gotta go, go faster, faster, faster. faster, faster. F- f- faster. Oh, my God. Shh.
1: Let's hop on over.
3: So, okay, so he's a glasses guy who's also super serious and probably gonna be a police officer when he grows up. And for some God knows what reason, he's got rockets coming out of his legs. Like, he's a member of Because Cyborg fuck you, Zero that's Zero why? Nine. Because he goes no, fast. No, he can't be that. Well, I know he goes fast, but what, what kind of biological quirk says? No, uh, no, no, no! It's a
2: superhero comic. Don't think about it so hard; you'll hurt your brain.
1: <laughs> Question? All... Question? Does he have Mazda's en- Mazda engines in his legs because he goes zoom, zoom? <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh boy! He goes fast, <laughs> and he's got Super. a stick. He's got a giant stick up his butt. Anyways, that works for you out.
1: Son, if that we stick went any like farther it. up your ass, I would think you're a tree. I'd actually be really
3: surprised now if all of us didn't get this one right. So, did anyone? I get got, this got it part? wrong. We all got it wrong okay. because
0: we...
1: I avoided the lowest hanging fruit on the tree. <laughs> I didn't. <Okay>. I didn't. <laughs>
0: I grabbed it and scored. Okay, I'm glad okay, you fine. grabbed a hold of Tenya Ida's giant stick tree. Okay, <laughs> moving on. Aaron Dismuke, Austin Tyndall, Clifford
1: Chapin. My predictions for Tenya were Chris Bevins, Ian Sinclair... Or fuck it, Anthony Bowling.
2: <laughs> I, uh,
1: I, I. In all caps, all it literally it says in all caps. <laughs> fuck it, Anthony Bowling. Uh, <laughs> Why
2: not? I guessed, I guessed uh, the person we're gonna talk about in a second. I also thought Derek Steven Prince. This looked like someone he'd voice, but I believe he's L.A. based, so I didn't think he was gonna yeah. show up here. But uh, I know
3: he's an LA voice only because I just I, I've been rewatching Lucky Star on DVD because I'm cool like that. Not you people watching it in the stream. And yeah, Derek Prince shows up in every episode as like 20 different characters.
1: So it's Digimon. Yeah, no,
3: that's
2: why. It's like I looked
3: and it's like right, this guy looks like Ken and uh, what's his name
2: from Bleach. It makes Derek Steven Prince to be great here. Not Let likely. So. Let
1: if would have been a Funimation dub. Would it, would um? Of course. Would the Quincy motherfucker be who it is? Let's oh, see. God. So it's a
3: glasses character who's the lead in a Funimation role. Hmm, who could it, who could it
0: be? be?
1: Mike McFarland?
0: I can't believe we actually didn't guess. I got it. J.
1: Michael Tatum. I can't believe it's not
0: Tatum.
3: <laughs>
1: so, yes. I can't believe it's not Tatum.
3: In, I can't. Every single production that Funimation has done, if there is a lead character with glasses, he will be voiced by J. Michael Tatum. It is not up for debate. I'm
1: literally just waiting for the Kuroko's dub because I know he's gonna be Mitorima and nothing is gonna stop it, because he's a gla- He literally is Tatum with basketball.
3: <laughs> Tatum balls. Wait, wait, did Funimation pick that up? No. Nope.
1: No, but they're going to eventually. I'm going to make them. She
3: will riot. <laughs> we We are going to import a J. Michael Tatum just for this show.
0: Anyways, point is, J. Michael Tatum, he's got a stick up his butt, but he's a good character at heart who wants to do the right thing, and he goes really zoom, zoom, bada bing, bada boom, and he's got some cool-ass armor. I really like him. He does a good job. He does a good job. Regardless of it being typecast, yada, 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 it fits for the character. It fits for my A-game to go. Zing, zang, (laughs) zing.
3: That was, a, that was
1: like... You sound like Graham Specter, <laughs> as if all of the air had been slowly depleted <laughs> out of his ass.
3: Let me tell you a very sad story. This guy, he got rockets, and he got cybernetics, and he want to be police officer one day, but he can't fly. Look, buddy, there was a riot going to on,
0: to... and he had to take the stands. He had to take the stand. you see? You see, he had to go up there. He had to go up with the gravity and shit. He had to fly right, right into the exit and tell everybody everything's gonna be daijoubu. You know what I'm fucking saying, chum?
3: <laughs> it's like, damn the media, damn you publicity, damn you paparazzi. Everything.
1: Are you feeling undaijo boo? <laughs> do you need to make me feel? Do I need to make you feel kimochi?
3: Bottom line, J. Michael Tatum usually does roles that are like, like very conniving characters. This is entirely the opposite of that. This is the like Zenigata from Lupin the Third if he was in high school. It's pretty much.
1: I like watching this show after watching Assassination Classroom he is a vile piece of human-shaped trap who deserves to have a spear tentacle go straight through his yep. junk.
0: Yep, 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 yep. But he's a g- Go fuck yourself, Shiro. He's a good guy here, and he's a cool guy, and I can dig it. Yeah. I can yeah. dig diggy.
3: I can dig it. Yeah, even though I don't understand how his quirk works at all. Dude, dude. His
1: quirk works by there's actually a bunch of little hamsters in his life <laughs> running faster and faster on little tiny hamsters. i look that
0: up for you, actually. Hang on. His quirk works no, no, because no.
1: it's a
3: superhero comic.
1: <laughs> Thank you, His I quirk be... works because fuck you, that's why.
3: I didn't make that into a t shirt. Magi- My Hero Academia because fuck you. <laughs> because fuck you, that's why. Okay, so we've covered a lot of ground, and if you're still with us at this point, the code word in the comment section is strawberry shortcake. Just
1: <laughs> is that a safe form. word?
3: So, we've got three. <laughs> count them. Three major people left to. No, I'm sorry, four. I'm so sorry. I skipped one. Four major people left to cover here. But we will do this because we are awesome. So,
1: oh, look, Noah, learned, Noah doesn't know how to count, and surprisingly, he's not from Florida.
3: <sighs> and sadly, I actually do math for a living. <laughs> the
1: point. <laughs> Oh, those
0: poor Speaking people. Speaking of math, Shut math up. leads to space. Space leads to space travel. Space travel leads to gravity. Gravity equals this little cutie right here, Ochako Uraraka. Space travel, that
3: was actually least, really good. Space travel is the opposite of gravity. Shut up, it worked. Yes.
1: Her, her power also makes her retaste the rainbow. God damn
3: it. <laughs> yes, because in episode three, I think it is? No, episode no, no. four. She decides no, no. that she's going to do the gravity falls thing and vomit
0: rainbows. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> she can make things float for a long period of time, but by making things float for a long period of time, she gets really really nauseous.
1: I had 3 picks.
0: As did I. Did you get one? And of- two
1: of them were on Wheel of Mom.
0: <laughs> oh. I
1: had Don Bennett, Felicia Angel or Michaela. I Green. had
0: Felicia Angel as well. The other two I had, Sarah Weidenheft and Afia Yu. Mm.
3: And what about you, I- Uh,
2: I had I put Brina Palenci here and um else i yeah I see and uh that. i think I also i also put suit sir the sarah weeden heft
1: oh that's right i forgot stuff suffered through show me sample for it's our a nice stuff
2: <laughs> nice dub. terrible show it's a real shame i
1: will never i will never forget Amon's that like a like the nice little <laughs> old man who's like okay kids this is really nice but can you please stop shitting on my lawn?
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's like by all means play with your dog just somewhere else anywhere else I
3: so we've got get like those like 10 guesses in total for who was playing her and every single one of them was admirable but incorrect. I, Andrew, who did you have? Uh,
1: I
0: guessed already.
3: Oh,
1: Noah, who did you have?
3: I got it right. Did you? For, <laughs> uh, this is like my- I, for my. Fo- Are okay, you, you a th- piece th- of shit? No, you didn't. Even, I did. I swear to God, I got this right because here's the thing. You need the, the lead quote unquote lead character in it. Looked at the character design, looked at the way they're acting in the show. It's like, okay nice girl supportive but with a little bit of spunk to her is this actress Wait, is she still working for funimation i looked it up she is i hadn't guessed her yet in any of the productions okay lucy christian
0: that i really don't hear her any broadcast dubs. that's why this one actually came as a shock to me
3: now see it would have if this was like a quote-unquote normal broadcast dub but this is one has been so heavily marketed and so hyped up that they're going to get the The best of the best. And Lucy is the best of the best. Like, I don't think there's any debate about that.
0: She's Nagisa. She's a bunch of other characters. I just think, like...
3: She has been around since the ADV days. She's been in multiple
0: studios. She's been in every role. There's nothing more amazing to me than the fact that she's Nagisa Furukawa who is like this most moey, like can't do a shit by herself cuz she's sick all the time, heroin girl, to Medusa Gorgon who is basically the <laughs> single worst mom you can ever have. Oh yeah. I'm
1: sorry, Ragyo, hear Okay, you cold. know,
0: I can't correct it. She, she's pretty bad though. She She's up there. Uh,
3: she has a, a distinct timbre which you can hear in her Nagisa voice but it's also in a lot of productions. The thing is that in this role, she's also got a little bit of sassiness to her as well. And that that comes from the original script. But it's not so moe-moe. It's more like, I I guess I'd say what a normal girl would act like in this situation.
0: Yeah, she's like spunky and full of a bunch of attitude. But she's also really cute and fun and stuff. And I really like her as a character. She's also another good best girl Mm -hmm. character. She's great.
1: Anyway, moving on.
0: This show brings out weird, weird facets of fandom
1: speaking of
3: speaking terrible
0: of... people <laughs> yes
3: right. We're in the top three now okay we are finally going to talk about the three most important characters of the show starting with the asshole who we all love
0: katsuki bakuko Bak- piece of shit motherfucker <laughs> i actually not, got not, this one right
3: now to be fair that's awesome now to be fair this guy is got really cool powers he can blow stuff up with his hands he can actually collect the sweat in his body and turns into nitroglycerin and make explosions even more explosion (laughs) but the problem is that he has grown up with that mentality of being alpha god stupid tumblr oh Oh.
4: what the point the point the
2: point being he was a real big fish in a real small pond for his whole life and it's
0: done things to him and it kind of fucks with his like personality and it fucks with his ego and yeah he's base. here's the thing though let's just say this right now katsuki bakugo is not sasuke uchiha but no thank you he goodness. was actually
1: designed to not be like if i'm correct and Andrew can correct me. I believe the mangaka said he originally intended him to be, like, an accidental asshole, realized it was stupid, and just made it. I'll didn't. pull it
0: up right now at this very interview. Right. Why, why
2: beat
1: around the bush? While he's, while he's looking for that, um, I'll say this. I wish Bakugo would dislodge his head from his own hamster hole.
2: Ho- hopefully he will if uh, if character development happens, which I it should. It. So. I got
0: it, I got it. But here's it the is. thing.
1: Oh, Andrew found it.
0: From the author himself. At first, I made him a natural-born genius who would inadvertently insult people, but that got pretty boring. So I went the other route and turned him into a nasty guy with an explosive personality. I'm glad he came out so unlikable. His face just screams, I'm a rotten thief.
1: Here's my thing about Bakugo, and it's really weird that I'm gonna say this, especially compared to, if you follow me on Twitter as of June 8th, 2016, I went on a slight tear about how much I hate Akko from Neto or is it wrong? Is there there never is a girl online? Because in that show, her horrible personality and horrible actions and horrible deeds are fixed as cutesy, we can fix her. Aw, isn't that cute? Coddling her and encouraging her to do horrible things. In this show, Bakugo is a terrible person. He, as of this point in the series, has very little redeeming qualities to him. He is violent. He basically takes advantage of other people's kindness because he basically was told he's special his all, his whole life. He's privileged as fuck because of it. Because everyone, like, for me, I don't think this, I think this is next week's episode, but by the time this recording comes out, it'll have been um, dubbed is, if I'm correct, next week you have the episode where you see him get his cork at the preschool. Yeah, yeah. And all the teachers are like, you're so cool, you're gonna grow up to be so great. And look at that, that's such a flashy power, that's so great for a hero. And you just hear him, little Bakugo's mind clicks into, this makes me better than other people, and I can never be weak being weak means people are taking pity on me. Pity is for weakness. So that's a reason why I think he takes, he hates Deku, because Deku doesn't honestly help him out of being malicious. He does it because Deku does the right things naturally. And Bakugo has his head so far... Ludge... Ludge so far up his asshole that I'm pretty sure he's starting to turn into an infinite loop of flesh.
3: And based on the opening, because if you watch the sequences in the opening... Uh, the opening for the show, there's probably going to be some terrible repercussions for that mentality later on in his life.
1: But at the same time, the the fact that he's written as to be such an asshole is just a triumph for how good this writing is because I still enjoy the character for how much of a horrible person he is. He's still fun for
0: being angry and, like, headstrong. I'm going to say something right now. I feel like Bakugo is the example of the stereotypical cliche bad shonen protagonist because he is angry, headstrong, mostly think later act first and just violent and like very bitchy. If this show it- had Bakugo as the main character and like awarded him and it didn't acknowledge that he was being kind of an asshole this would be a much worse show
1: a lot of the writing for Bakugo is kind of a lot of the reason why i like um i like tokyo ghoul a lot because to me Kaneki ken is the antithesis of the i need to be the loner type character and and stuff and being the lone wolf and breaking off from the pack and i'm gonna sacrifice myself to everybody uh type of mentality and yet that gets rewarded because they always keep on getting powered up and there's no real repercussions on their psyche and the people around him, yet in that show, actions like that have huge wave effects that are still being felt and still affecting characters and psychologically damage them. And that's the thing too, is Bakugo is, I think, a little damaged himself, not only because he he also has the frailest ego out of anybody in the class, despite being somebody who's always on top, And remember, he gets mad at Deku because he's not the only one from his school who goes to UA, because now Deku's there. But at the same time, I feel like a little bit of his anger towards Deku is justified in that he feels like Deku lied to him his whole life because there is something between them that hasn't 100% been explored yet.
0: This was a great (laughs) character study and I thought this was fascinating, but we really do need to get to predictions.
1: I think Andrew just wants me to get to the most fascinating one, which is me on what I think about Daku. Oh, it's gonna be me talking about that too, so don't worry. Okay. Oh, great. All right. I brought the whips out to keep everyone in <laughs> mind,
3: so when we... Bryce you... Pappenbrook but...
0: and Austin Tindall. That's who I got for Bakugo, which is why I think it's funny that you brought Tokyo Ghoul.
3: I mean, you were in the right ballpark for uh, let's get the the most popular male leads in every single thing. I have world.
1: F- four predictions for Bakugo, one of them being right.
3: Give us your three. I had one and got it wrong. Okay, why don't you go first, Amon? Uh, I had two one of them being right. My other one was Mika Salazar. L- let me guess, is Micah in your predictions too, Megan?
1: <laughs> no, actually. Um, I predicted Micah for one other character who we're not talking about. Because we don't know who his uh, voice actor will be, but if you've watched the show, you'll probably know who it is. Okay, um, let you... could
0: you be a little more vague? Just, just a little bit more. He's hot and you're cold, he's yes, but you're no.
1: Isn't, no. Uh,
0: well, there you go. Okay, look. Let's be honest right now. This one, this part's not going to be in the episode. Let's be honest. After this episode's done,
1: we all think he's going to be show. We we all think he's going to be a uh, Todoroki. Yeah.
0: Let's, I, let's be honest.
1: There's no one left.
0: Why did, let's be honest, Megan. Like a week or two from now, we're going to come back to this and we're basically just going to say who Todoroki is, record it, and be like, oh my God, yes, we called it. And that'll be it. And then we'll give that to whoever's editing. <laughs> yep. Okay, yep. back track. Um.
1: Do you want to say your one wrong prediction, Noah?
3: I had only one wrong prediction because I only made one prediction. And it said, exactly, Jerry Jewel, quote, let him go full ham.
1: My picks were uh, Rico Fajardo, Justin Briner, actually. Interesting. Uh, Orion Pitts. Uh, I can see that. Funny story, Orion Pitts is how I kind of got this right. Yep. Say it with me, Amon.
2: <sighs> Clifford. Clifford.
1: Clifford Chapin.
0: Yeah. <gasps> yeah.
1: I'd like to think. I hope you're feeling better, Orion. BUT THANK YOU FOR GETTING SICK AND LETTING CLIFFORD BE Ron FOR THREE WEEKS! That's,
0: okay. Okay. Okay, yeah. As
3: Clifford is is like the the go-to guy for young, charismatic- not even charismatic, but like, uh, young, energetic- He does not like, play in characters India.
1: like Bakugo at all, by the way. He has been Hide in Tokyo Ghoul, Sugino in Assassination Classroom, um, Connie Springer in Attack on Titan and Attack on Titan Junior High, Mikhail from Gangsta. He has also been um, Yoon from Yona of the Dawn, as well as the poor motherfucker who had to direct Divine Gate. <laughs> it's true. We're poor man.
3: Sorry.
1: Hurry. Okay.
0: This can only go up from. Okay. There. So who's got? And he's doing a great job. Who's got their thoughts? I'll get my thoughts out last.
1: I fucking. That's love great.
3: It. I, I do too. I, I'll even throw a fucking in there. I fucking love it. Especially because in that first episode, I was having a little problem with some of the beginning voices going on. I had zero problem with Clifford's performance from the very first line up to where we are right now.
0: I feel like one of the things that has been criticized by some certain vocal minorities that this is a dub that has relied on a little bit of typecasting. Which is not wrong but I don't think any of the typecasts in this are actually bad or, like, poor decisions. I think they work out, and some of them actually work out pretty good. But I'm really glad they let Clifford do go, because I think he's probably one of the strongest ones in this dub, save for one other.
3: Considering the fact that he has probably the second most dialogue of any of the characters in the show so far because like the running theme has been all of our predictions have been for characters who have had three lines or five lines so far yeah it's not unfair to say that Clifford has been one of the strongest performances of the cast he plays
0: a very good explosive tsundere angry motherfucker but he's not an evil Sasuke and let's be honest this will be Bakugo's yearbook quote I am an asshole but not 100% a dick. <laughs> yep. And that's his character in a nutshell. Now, speaking of typecasting.
1: <laughs> oh my god. I also got this
0: yeah, right. Me too. Everybody okay, okay. all right, guys. guys all Might, right. but let's get everybody else first.
3: All Might is the guy on the poster with the huge muscles, oh. the goofy grin. Oh my. And the. Oh all my. The, and the anti Goodness! Yeah. So, um, in case any one of you had the audacity to think that Funimation would experiment or try something new uh, okay. with this I game. I did. I did. Shame on you. I, I am tisking at all of you through the interwebs.
1: Do you kiss your I'm mom okay. with that mouth, tisk some- boy? <laughs>
3: so, who did we guess for all my uh, superhero?
1: I had three guesses in total. One being right. My two ones that were wrong were David Wald or Chris Rager. I could see uh, David Wald, okay. actually.
0: I had Patrick uh, Sights and the other one was I got right.
2: I I also had Patrick Sights <laughs> And I'm very sad he's not here.
1: <laughs> you thought this was all my Deku, no. but it was I! No, no. Deal!
0: Exactly! <laughs> no, man. No. Hey, they both go...
1: Could you imagine him and Deku instead of inheriting all for uh, one for <laughs> all? He inherits the mask. He gets the world, though. The world, though, as God. Megan,
0: Megan, don't
2: taunt have. me with things oh I can't God. have.
0: Okay, so this is gonna be so confusing. I've okay. not
3: seen JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. You're just confusing. Them.
0: Okay, let's just get this out of the way. I'm gonna have some things to say. You're gonna have some things to say. I'm probably gonna disagree with some of it. Let's just get this out of the way. Say it with okay.
1: Do you the, Andrew, do you have that picture of of all these flavors you chose to uh, be salty? Because that's about to describe how okay, we're gonna get. All honest. right,
0: all these. Let's be honest. Okay, who's gonna say it? Everyone on three. Three, one, two, three. Chris, Chris,
3: Chris, Chris. Mike, McFarland, <laughs> Megan. I am stripping all your. I mean, Chris Sabat. Okay, Chris Sabat is the manliest man who ever manned a man, and of course. They had to pick him for this. Are you role. telling
1: me that Chris Sabat's more of a man than Kurt Russell?
3: C- Chris Sabat is more of a man than Captain Harlock, Chuck Norris, and Jesus put together. Anyways, the one that we're probably most familiar with, and this was referenced a little bit earlier in the episode, is Chris Sabat is the original Armstrong from Full Metal Alchemist. And his there was a different he was
0: Armstrong? also the original 50% of the entire Dragon Ball Z cast. Yeah. <laughs>
1: He was also a soma sure. That's not. Well, oh, it was a weird. And Rom work. from Show by Rock.
3: Basically, any gruff, manly, hair on his chest, beer drinking man that you need, you get Chris Sabat to voice them. Mm-hmm.
1: And if not, Patrick Seitz is waiting Pretty for much. you in the back. Yes, Pat. I didn't like it at first. I thought it was actually very lazy casting. Um, I've honestly grown not to not for not to bother me, I honestly just kinda shut my brain off and don't really pay attention to it. Mm-hmm. Because I honestly don't I don't particularly hate it, but I also I kinda feel like it like I feel like um Eraserhead. I don't particularly hate it, but I also don't particularly like it.
3: I agree. I the original Japanese I like better because it's it captured more of the the full Atlantis persona perhaps and it was less Did Arc- you mean Tatlas? <laughs> <I, laughs> I'm losing words now. Ah, yes. Uh, yes, Atlantis.
0: Atlantis. <laughs> I want.
1: I'm going to lift this entire city under the a my... sea out on my back and raise them to the sky. Fuck you, J. Michael Fox. <laughs> Michael J. Fox.
3: My family is watching Fuck Disney you, Cree movies, Summers. We don't need it. you. Uh, we we hey, can raise Atlantis on you Chris Savage's back. Hey, you do not cr- diss Cree Summer. I will hunt you down. I'll probably hug you first, but you do not discrease something. All right? right,
0: gentlemen and lady, let's get this going.
1: All right, unleash the hound. Okay,
0: go for it. Okay, here's the thing. What's wrong with- all I these? will say this. I oh feel that like the conversation of typecasting is a thing that can and should be discussed in the media industry in general. But I feel like they are, in and of itself, not bad choices and understandable choices- for big dubs and all that, I'll say this though: the last time this happened was for a show called Dimension W, where Christopher Sabat,
1: little indie Christopher project,
0: Christopher Sabat played a character named Kiyoma Mabuchi. I hated Kiyoma Mabuchi, and I really, actually thought that was probably Chris Sabat typecasting at its worst, because that was just kind of meh, boring, uh, Also a
1: Colleen dub, by the way. Yeah,
0: but it's, like, I didn't like that character, and that just seemed like, maybe his performance got lost in all of the expositional bullshit that was the science fiction in that. Maybe that's what it was. Maybe it was that. But... But... typecasting aside, I will actually argue and say I think that All Might is probably Chris Sabat casting at some of its strongest as of late, actually. Because, like, I really what? I really <laughs> like the Armstrong-sounding voice. Because the Armstrong-sounding voice is really charismatic and fun. And honestly, it really works for All Might. And I'm okay with that. And I'll also argue that All Might's laugh done by Sabat is absolutely perfection and I'll say this about all wimp which is a nickname I really like by the way all wimp sometimes it goes into typical Sabbath which that irks me a little no. but there's parts in it where it actually really sounds very exhausted and tired and kind of like sketch scratch- scratchy and like you know coughing up blood and all that i think that actually works it's not consistent all the time granted all wimp isn't always gonna sound tired sometimes he's just stationary so if that's typical chris sabat voice that's fine with me but he does sound tired and he does work that out in his voice and i actually feel like there's a lot of effort and there's a lot of passion actually going into this character that I see and I feel from Sabbath, that I feel more from a character like All Might in comparison to somebody like Kim.
1: There's a lot to work off here as opposed to Dimension W, which was a shame. show.
0: Like uh, the Chris Sabbath casting here works if they
3: don't want to make too many risks, because keep in mind, like we've been saying, they put a lot of money and publicity behind this, and fu- I think I forgot to mention actually, Funimation has like exclusive rights to distribute this in North America, like, not just the uh, anime, but all other merchandise as well, so they wanted to make this as- Except for the manga, yeah. that's uh, I'm sorry, except for the actual manga, but all other forms of merchandising, Funimation has the rights to, which they never get, they only usually just get home video releases for the shows, so if you're in charge of Funimation and you want good investments back on this, are you going to A, take a risk on a character that may be more loosely interpretive and risk losing something in the translation or two are you going to get chris Abbott to voice the superhero mike mcfarland the answer is no and you know actually mike mcfarland isn't in any of these roles is he <laughs> like he's we're just yes, gonna call is. this
0: episode i can't believe it's not mike mcfarland that might as well be what it is right now
3: hey no I for- i'm sorry i forgot he's one that nobody cares about yet but he's not like higher ups but anyways i all your criticisms of chris sabbath I'd say I like him better when he's actually in the uh, non-superhero all mode. wimp. I think he does better. I,
0: the all wimp. I mode. think that's yes. fair, but I do feel his laugh as all might is pretty good, and it works for me. I understand. You know what I thought
3: he? I, I, I thought he was channeling for his all might form. I didn't. I didn't hear Armstrong. I heard the crimson chin from Fairly Odd Parents. Yes, we are Crimson Two. Two Fairly Odd Parrot references in this episode. I agree. Like, it's the most obvious cast in the world.
2: Uh, I think he's a little better as All Might than Yu Gi Oh is designed by Mike Mignola. But uh, I don't. He never. He never took me out of the role. Um, and I think he might. Like, I think he's solid. But I also agree. Like, there could be potential room for improvement. And a part of me wonders how much of that is born out of the fact that they probably have to make these even. Even faster than this was just like a regular home video release because they need to pump it out week after week after week.
3: Which is they've been doing very good about. Like I haven't heard a bad episode in this batch of six. No, I don't. I
2: don't think I have a bad episode. But a part of me wonders, like if this is something we're like you know, oh, we have the whole like thirteen episode season and we can sort of you know, dub it at our own pace. some part of me wonders if right. maybe there'd be a little more finesse in it just because they don't have that week to week deadline to deal <laughs> with all the time.
3: Well, it must be working for them because they've been continuously doing broadcast dubs for the past couple yeah, of, oh, definitely like, two years now.
1: We've been doing that. No, we're um, we're in year one and a half. At yeah, this we're. Point. It
3: feels like a lot longer. we cramming so much content. Into the I game. know, right? We're spoiled rotten. I remember back in my day, we used to watch sixth-generation VHS tapes of terrible OVAs that were. Made okay,
1: to- old man Noah, who yells <laughs> at clouds. Let's talk
3: yeah. about that. Yeah, let's okay. go. So, fine, let's finish this off. And now, in case you've been curious or confused, this episode. We've called him Deku because that is his nickname, but he is properly called Izuku. Last name I can't. Izuku Midoriya. Midoriya. Yeah, thank you. There's a reason I don't speak Japanese. And he is the green-haired, spiky-haired. Kid who inherits a quirk and is the—he's more fluffy. He's more fluffy. Hair. He's, He's, more true. fluffy.
1: He's not spiky. Well,
3: the whole the whole template is kind of spiky, but anyways, he—he's fluffy. He is the kid, the kid who we're supposed to experience all of this action through as he learns to, as he says in the second episode, become the world's greatest superhero. So, how do you, as a Funimation casting director, cast that
0: role to lead your entire show?
3: Go.
1: I had. Two guesses, Chris Burnett or Josh Greeley. I also
0: had Josh Greeley. I also had Micah Solusad. And funny enough, this one's funny because this was what I remember a friend of mine thought the voice was from the original posted Funimation trailer. He thought the the yell that he does in that trailer sounded like Greg Ares, to which I then proved it wrong <laughs> because it w- that's the same Japanese voice. Mm. I was
3: wrong. I remember. Them.
0: I thought all of those would work for Deku. I was wrong and honestly I'm happily wrong. I'm happy I
1: am.
3: <laughs> Aren't we all? I, I, I Greg Ayers, I love them to pieces, but yeah, this would not have been a good role for him.
0: I think there's only one person who must introduce this role. Wait, Amon, did you have a guess? Uh,
2: I also I also thought Greg Ayers or Josh Greeley might fit in, but I was wrong and I don't care because I like I like what they got better, so.
3: And I guessed one if I can throw one out there. Of course, I had thought Jacuzzi, I thought Joel McDonald, but
1: you know what? I'm- I'm- I'm guessing- no- I'm guessing Andrew says I have to introduce him.
3: There go. We're at the end of the ad-
1: Because, long story short about this guy, when he first started in another show, I was the only one who liked his performance. Slash gave him the benefit of the doubt and said, this kid's gonna go far. (laughs) well i was right in so many ways and it has honestly been paid off in one of the greatest rises to leads ever izuku deku midoriya is played by justin briner and he is the best fucking voice in this show
2: <laughs> and... <laughs> no
1: no no I'm, I'm... i will fight you i, no, I no, will no, no. fucking fight well, you we can fight with our words and
3: then we'll fight with if our If you swords.
1: do not know who Justin Briner is, he is Havia in Heavy Object. He is Young Nicholas in Gangsta. He is Alfonso in Garo, the animation. He is also... Um, he is one of the guys in Prince of Stride. I just don't remember which one. And the real reason that, of course, I know who Justin Briner is is because he plays Mika and Sarah at the end. Here, yep.
0: Baby. Okay. You need help. Also, like, Cloud Strife from FF7, Machina Abridged, and possible...
1: And Team, team Gohan on
0: ...in future episodes <laughs> of Team Four Star Abridged, or J.A.B.C. Abridged. Okay, so who wants to go first? Because I'm going to talk a lot about Deku's character.
3: Well, well how about this? Can, can we have a conversation instead of just monologuing? Because that's what the podcast is supposed to be about. Okay.
1: Uh, sure. Okay. Uh, how are you wrong about his voice, Noah? Well...
3: there there are two halves to Deku's character and I really like one half of it that Justin brings the part of it I really like is his vulnerable learning the ropes of the superhero ness to it, like whenever he screams or has to cry or show vulnerability to it Justin pulls that off really well I believe that this is a human being who is in way over his head with the passion to be a really great hero but that works really well because his voice goes up into the higher octaves like a middle school boy was supposed to be. Keep in mind, they're just getting out of middle school at this age. I do not like it so much when he goes into the lower register for monologuing or
0: dialogue pieces or...
1: Oh, you were going to hate you know, Sarah because you know, That's the voice register he uses.
0: Who? I'll give him credit. I'll give Noah credit. I kind of agree. I, I wasn't as big a fan as stuff. As like his monotone like dramatic rules i feel that's a little bit stiff but that's honestly why i think i like izuku more because he's got he's pretty much his most dynamic like act acting his drama is more comedic abridged stuff is all in there and is like the yeah, crying i like these yelling it's all there and it
1: really works for me i actually like all of justin's deku but I, I i would agree that i am a more of a fan of the way that he screams and he whimpers and he's his, his <laughs> comedic timing is
0: why i stuck with heavy object i'll be honest
1: there's a part of justin's acting that i i i love and it's the ability that he has to bring a childlike vulnerability out in a lot of his characters honestly even though it's a deeper registered voice at that point in time I do commend that you go watch the really gay Seraph episode. <laughs> um, and Andrew has seen the really gay serif episode, hasn't he? It's
0: pretty
1: gay. But it's pretty- it's, it's really fucking gay. Um, <laughs> but, um, he'll understand what I mean where he can bring a childlike sense to the character because I think I talk about it in the Noragami Seraph Attack on Titan Junior High moment. Where in the Japanese there was a very more mature moment to this, when Justin plays it, he sounded like a scared little kid, upset that he happy yet upset that someone's trying to take his best friend away again. I think that he brings out that Deku is is incredible. He's very much the antithesis to Bakugo, where Bakugo is impulsive, Deku Deku is also impulsive at times, but he's also incredibly smart and planitive. as seen by the beginning of the um, training exercise where he catches Bakugo punching him.
3: But you, you had to compensate but... for not having a superpowers by just being really smart about fighting instead of just really strong. The, okay.
0: Okay. 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 Can I Can I go? Uh-huh. Go okay. ahead. I'm going to talk about why I think Izuku Midoriya is the culmination of everything you would ever want in a Shonen protagonist ever. Because he's so fluffy. He, 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 okay. He's got the cuteness, the charmingness, this precious cinnamon roll, bowl, bowl, precious, <laughs> precious cinnamon roll.
1: He's a precious cinnamon I bun too cinnamon good for this right earth. Bowl. While, he's
0: witty at all that. But he's also really, he's not a dumbass. He's not weak. He's smart. He's courageous. He go, boldly goes where everybody won't stop moving that he moves ahead to see what everybody else doesn't believe in him he is emotional but he is also very strong this is a character that I feel like even though he's wimpy and he's scared and all that he doesn't not believe in himself he believes in who he can be and he will work for it this kid works harder than everybody else has to for him to get where he does and because you see the process the struggle, the agony, the journey, the pain, the joy, all of that together into what he does. And not only that, the fact that he's smart and doesn't go headstrong and that he thinks and he strategizes and he does all that shit is why when this kid eventually becomes the OP shounen character that he's destined to be, I won't be mad because you know how the journey started. And the journey started with his struggle and his journey and I love that
1: I can piggyback off that in the sense that I didn't want to interrupt that because it was beautifully thank you described and I remember Andrew and I had this a couple of us kind of had this conversation in the um and I guess our Twitter I think direct it's messages fascinating
0: the thing you brought up I agree I want you to go
1: which was that for me there is something to Deku that Represents um, something more, and I believe Arcada had it in his um, reaction. I believe he kind of called it akin to racism, and I, I wasn't going to go that far, but I was going to say that it does. I believe the term is ableism. Uh, yeah, I think I think it's ableism. Is that? There's something to Deku that, the fact that he's described as... He's
0: basically the odd man dysfunctional. out. Dysfunctional. odd man out, basically. Disability.
1: But there's so many ways that they pin they pin it to him. They pin it to him with science. The, the doctor being like, your son's never gonna have a quirk. Like, that that was um, so sad
3: in the dub too, how the doctor just point blank says, Yeah, just give it up, kid. <laughs> like, it's supposed to be played for comedy, but it's so sad.
1: But it's honestly it's honestly heartbreaking and it's and it's if you think about it and I don't want to say this character is this cuz I don't I'm not one of those people who head cannons around oh this character did this action they must be gay though I do it sometimes
0: sometimes
1: but honestly I honestly think that Deku could be a stand-in for people with mental illness people who have potentially autism or Asperger's Um, Because you have this- they're a small minority- they're a small minority of people who get science thrown at them that they're broken and that- and yet Deku doesn't need to be fixed. Deku doesn't suffer from not having a quirk. He wants- he's so convicted into what he's doing- and something tells me, even if All Might didn't find him, mm. that he still would have done what he's doing.
3: Yeah, I totally agree. If I was the one writing this, I probably would have made that the story. I would have said, like overcoming an almost racist mentality against people who don't have superpowers and becoming a superhero. And
1: here's the thing though. I like the fact that even when Deku does get, I want to say it's all, it's one for all. Yeah, it's
3: called it what's one um, for all. Because it, it increases for in power, the more it's yeah. transferred from person to person.
1: I like the fact that when he gets one-for-all, that he automatically doesn't get to control it, that it hurts him. And it's this idea that even though you're you're putting a bandaid on the problem, your problems aren't gonna go away, especially if you are somebody who does suffer from... Well, not suffer, lives with that those types of conditions. I think there is such a powerful message behind how Deku is written, that makes the show a lot of people are like i've cried in almost every episode i outright bawled when his mom says i'm sorry to him like that hit harder than home for anything in this show and that's why i think deku is such a wonderful character and i'm so happy that an actor i adore plays him too i mean come on we're not gonna lie i love justin he does a Breiner, good job. so i'm not gonna
0: deny that
1: he does a damn good job and i think that i want to know the writing process behind this of how they write deku Because I do know in other shows, they have theory-crafted certain characters having this thing. I will say, if you've never seen uh, the anime Terror in Resonance, Chris Bevins actually wrote Nine as if Nine had Asperger's. Really? That is an actual thing. He wrote Nine as if Nine had Asperger's. What is that? Because Nine, to him, to the directing team and the writing team, Nine felt like people they knew with it and they interpreted that for the writing of that character and how we perform that character. I like the fact that you can have these shows where you have characters who have traumas and they have things happen to them, but it doesn't make them bad people. Unlike Ako from fucking NetoJ. But they can still be courageous and they can be heroes, and that's why I honestly am very happy Andrew never shut the fuck up about this show and maybe watch it. <laughs> there it is. There it is.
0: Okay. Justification. Also. You, you have been validated. Well, I'm glad this one took off, at least, because this guy is a great writer and he deserves it. And honestly, this show makes me feel hope. That's what the show makes me feel like. That's what the series in general this is the most, like, un like unabashed, like, you-can-do-it, believe in the me believe-in-the-me-that-believes-in-you kind of thing I haven't seen in a long-ass time. And in a day and age where I've been having a lot of trouble with a lot of things and a lot of shit going on in the world, this show, like, even with comics in general and superheroes in general, when I thought I was done with that, when I thought I was sick of this, this show reminds me why I love that. This show reminds me of the good and, like, the pure, and it's a good show with good characters. I love this stuff. It's so... Fulfilling, Fulfilling. It like. A level of which I love the character design. I love the characters. I love the look of the world. I love the feel of the world. This is a world I actually, unironically, would love to live in, and that's great. All the themes, all the characters, like the allegory of racism, or ableism, or disability and all that with Izuku's character makes him a perfect audience insertion for anybody in Struggle that you want him to succeed, and everybody wants him to succeed, so when he does, it's a triumph, and this show makes you feel that All Might believes in the heart of this kid as a hero instead of just somebody that it like, cut out for this. He believes in him, and by that, I feel like All Might, the hero of the people, the number one, believes in me as a person, and that is why I feel this show is actually, unironically, worth all of the hype that Funimation has been giving it to it. Thank you to all of the actors and writers and people that have been dubbing this show, giving an audiences a chance to see it because this is a show that
3: needs to be seen. And thank God Funimation put it out where we can see it.
0: All right. So,
1: I would say, I guess in my final thoughts, because I'll probably be as long-winded as Andrew and then you and Amon can just be really quick about <laughs> okay. it if you choose to. Um, I don't
3: think we're allowed actually, me and Amon have been delegated to the side here. You guys go, go.
1: I'm sorry, i I'm, I'm sorry, real- Amon. I owe you one. I will give you like whatever the fuck you need in the future. So. Amon, next year your first drink at A B is on me. I promise. Don't, we have it on recording. Don't,
2: don't. No one nice, can go guys, fuck himself. You're beautiful. This is great. Just keep hey, going. Yeah. Keep going. Megan, you were being I'm so kidding, nice Noah. there. Seriously. Did you
1: have to go there? For for me I think what what all of Andrew has said is true. And for me, I- He literally pulled a me with Tokyo Ghoul. Where he would not shut the fuck up about it. But he's right. (sighs) But he's actually right. Um, I love series like this, and this is why I'm passionate about shows like- Like Tokyo Ghoul, like Your Lie in April, like- uh, Noragami is another personal favorite manga of mine because of things it does there. I, even for his bald, stupidest seraphis, at least it tries. He tries so hard in this institution. And he prays. Oh my god, does he pray? Meh. Pray to save the day for revolution. There is something so earnest about this series, too. And there's something with such a good heart to it that I wish the mangaka for this series more happiness and more success than anything, except for Sui who needs a hug, and please appreciate that man and what he does because he thinks he is absolute shit for some reason. There is something so beautiful about this show and so wonderful, and I have a friend of mine named Murr, and he is terribly afraid that when the anime ends, the hype for the show is going to disappear. He's afraid it's just going to get swept under the rug and no one's going to remember My Hero Academia. Mm. I hope his fear is not a truth. I This is a show that should be watched by by people. Not only our age, because I'm going to assume a lot of us are all around the same age, but kids who are in high school. Especially kids who are in high school, who are bullied or who are, like we've mentioned, Deku could be a stand-in for racism ableism. Uh, for people who are in that situation, to know that you too can be a hero, whether it be by someone investing their time in you, or you investing your time in another person, like, how as much of a dick as Bakugo is to him, Deku still respects him. And that speaks of volumes about a series for me where a character who is so vile and so horrible can be respected, admired, and looked up to as a goal to overcome despite the way he is treated by him. And if that's not a testament to how fucking well-written this show is, then you do not know what good writing is and need to be slapped up on the head by every volume of this manga out. And thrown a boot to the head for good measure. And another for Jenny and the Wimp.
3: I think we've reached the 12-page... Uh, thesis requirement for this graduate class. Good good job, this everyone. Was a good class. Uh, grades will be, graduate, grades will be
1: graduates don't write twelve pages. That's undergrad shit, this you This That's true. Brad, grades will be sent
3: out to everyone once we have dissected all of this, pinpointed it, and gone I through the I think u- Andrew red gets markers.
1: an A. I think Andrew gets okay. an A plus. Uh
3: well he needs to cite because some more sources, but other than that
1: yeah. I I you know what? Fuck you know what Andrew? For as much shit as we give you As many times as I've wanted to choke you, or throw you into the Hudson, you're a good kid and you're very smart and thank you for making me watch this. Oh
0: god, that feels so- That's so heartwarming, Jesus. I can't take this.
1: Are you gonna cry? Are you gonna cry like a bitch? (laughs) you wish. And Noah, I'm sorry I told you to go fuck yourself at least five different times. The only one that counts is for you not knowing who the fuck sings there The Wind Beneath be My Wings. There will be
0: times where you'll say what the fuck at him in the future. Now, Teacher Noah, sign us out. Everyone,
3: thank you so much for joining in on this. I don't have any words. That, well, I do have words to add on top of this, but I don't dare add them to this conversation. I'll make a separate video of my own about why My Hero Academia is very good, and you should watch it. Kudos to the directors for the dub is coming out. It's very high quality, especially for something that's coming (laughs) out on a weekly basis, mind you. Whoever the madman was who decided broadcast doesn't need to be a thing. Kudos to you.
1: Lilac, we are so sorry. (laughs) When I met challenge accepted, I didn't mean we were actually gonna get there. I have
3: to get up early for a convention. Fuck my
0: life.
1: I have to go to work. The
3: uncut footage of this is over three hours. I don't know how long it's gonna be in the end, but Alright, here's how we're gonna end this off, okay? Of course, as we always do, we need to let everyone go around, say their farewells, and of course, uh, promote anything they would like to. Amon, because you- Alright guys, put your shows out on the
1: street like Ghost Pimp does, Alex.
3: Amon, you are the one who deserves to go first (laughs) because you've been way late here and need to be on a golden pedestal (laughs) for your patience. It's fine.
1: I love Uh, you, uh,
2: Aman. This is this is this is Aman signing off. You can find me at at @AmanDuelUS on Twitter. You can find my blog at WorldThat'sComing.blogspot.com. If you've stayed this long, the super secret comments password is Dr. Midnight. Midnight spelt with a hyphen. (laughs) Good (laughs) night. My
0: name. My name's Classy Spartan. You can find me at MangaMan9000 on Twitter. I been doing a thing called three victims watch i'm not sure when the next episode's out but that's all i have to promote thank you for letting me talk this long Holy we should
1: i am megan aka queen era 2 on twitter you can also follow me on the channel anime america podcast where i along with three other people robin shannon and ellie do reviews mostly robin uh top 10 lists, mostly robin um as well as i run our facebook page you can also f- uh read my writing Uh, As of this season, as well as Andrew's at Infinite Rainy Day, as I cover Flying Witch 100 and Wagamama High Spec. And you can obviously of course listen to me ramble here like a fucking moron. Uh, every time Lilac thinks it's okay to let me out of the cage.
3: Alright, well we go shoo the people back into their cages here. (coughs) Thank you one and all. It's
1: always Mike McCarlin, by the way. One
3: and all for coming here. We have had an extraordinary time and we will surely need quite a bit of therapy to get out over this. If you would like to watch this fantastic show called My Hero Academia it is available in two locations streaming legally online. You can watch it for free in sub on Funimation.com where you do not need a premium pass to watch it. However, there is a couple weeks delay for the newest episodes if you are not a premium member and if you are a premium member though you also get to watch the broadcast dub with new episodes airing every Wednesday night on the Double Talk block and also showing on the Funimation app which you should totally get on your phone so that you have an excuse to watch even more anime in your free time. And also, if you are so inclined, you can also watch this on Hulu in North America. As I understand, they're airing the subbed episodes of My Hero Academia, just in case Funimation does not work out for you. And I am, of course, Noah Clue, and at Noah Clue on Twitter, and on YouTube at... Not even at. It's Journey Traveler on YouTube, where you can find all assortments of discussions and videos about Western animation, because I don't really watch a whole lot of anime.
1: He lies. I
3: <laughs> okay. My, my shell. So, thank you all for coming. We are gonna go have some drinks. You guys
0: up for drinks at the bar?
1: I need a nap. That
0: too. Bye bye. Wait, hang on. Let's all.
1: (laughs) Wait a second. That's not how you end end my hero. This is true. This is not how you end it. Say this the proper
0: way. (laughs) Count us out, Noah. One, two, three.
3: Plus Ultra. ultra.